Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Natural Expansion. I'm Wardy and today I'm joined by a whole array of people. No regrets. What's this guy doing? This guy. Things... I'm going with no regret and the rest. How are you doing Wardy? Welcome to my talk show. <laughs> so glad you could be here today with me. You're the worst. I hate you. I thought, I thought you were going to be a good person to have on the show but you're just the worst. So we've got no regret. We've got Joe from Nerd Street Gamers, the Cheesadelphia organizer. We got Zombie Group, and we got Puck. Um, let's just go around see how everyone's doing. Jake's basically done his bit. Uh, Joe, how you doing, mate? How was Cheesadelphia? Uh, pretty good. We actually had a really good turnout. Um, Total Biscuit hosted us at the end, and we peaked at like eight and a half thousand viewers. Uh, we're in talks with some really cool sponsors for the next event. So yeah, this was like a roaring success for us. Awesome. We'll talk a bit more about it bit later. Um, Puck, how you doing? Is Puck dead? Has he Has he just died? He's gone. He's gone. He's, We've lost him. He's passed out in the, <laughs> the, <game. laughs> the Chinese have taken him. literally had one fucking job. Puck, Puck's... <laughs> he's, 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 he's literally been job. here for like the last 25 minutes and he's just disappeared. That's incredible. The Great one time. thing we need him to say and he's not fucking here. <laughs> so do, do, we, do we? We'll just skip him. Okay. Sure. Good talk, Randy. Okay. He's okay. Zombie group, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm at my vacation house. You know. You're on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But and it's, like, it's like raining, so it's like, oh. there's no beach weather. It's fine. Fair enough. I was about to say Jake's ruining everything, ruining vacations, ruining talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> how? Oh, never mind. Go on, no, go on, Jake. You have so much to say. No, this, Just this say talk it. show is pretty much carried by me. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, the first, the first three or four minutes has already started, and I've already carried it. You know, that's just what I do. Forty. Yeah. You know? Um. I'm sure. memeing. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Everyone who thinks I'm full of myself. Nah, I'm okay, pretty sure it's exactly what you like. Um. <laughs> all right, so we're going to talk today ba a lot about tournaments, basically, because there's been. The last couple of weeks has been like full of tournaments, or the last this couple of weeks or this month in general, I guess. Uh, Dreamhack Valencia, we'll start off and talk a bit about that. We've got Shoutcraft, which has just happened. Um, obviously, Cheesadelphia just finished up as well. Um, we're going to have the Chinese events to talk about because there isn't just IEM, but there's also Neo Star League, which starts like the day after IEM. Uh, so there's a bunch of Chinese events, and then there is also uh, the Korean events too. So basically, going to talk about that. We're also going to talk a bit about tournament formats today, which is um, kind of, I feel a bit of an interesting topic because everyone kind of enjoyed the, um, uh, everyone kind of enjoyed the format from Shoutcraft Kings and also there's like, a lot of tournaments are changing their kind of formats nowadays and using less group stages and more single elim and stuff, so uh, we're going to talk a bit about that as we go on as well, hopefully, that's the, that's the plan at least. So we're going to kick off talking about um, Dreamhack Valencia, which of course now is like, was it two weeks ago now? Dreamhack Valencia was, more or less. Um, so, I mean, let's just do the kind of the obvious bit of it, which was kind of, I guess, uh, Nurture winning the whole thing, um, which is, I think, not really too surprising in my eyes. Um, I don't know what you guys thought, but Nurture's been like on top of his game for a long time in Legacy of Void. He's been the player to kind of watch for a lot of the events and. I mean, nice to see him take a championship because I think it's time that he got one in Legacy of the Void, really. Anyone feeling the same, or anyone that was shocked by um, Nurture's victory? I mean, it's kind of to be expected from Nurture. He's been 
like he just always proves himself as like one of the best in Europe for sure, one of the best in the foreigner scene. And he's like, I feel like Nurcio may not be the best player, but he may he's probably the most consistent player by far. Like I see like there's there's like people that have peaks above Nurcio in my opinion. Like Showtime obviously is one because he also won a Dreamhack before Nurcio, and then Neve also has his moments where it's like. Holy shit, he's in, he's insane. He's like really fucking good, but Nurcio is just consistently good, like throughout throughout all of it. It's like you also see like times where Showtime is worse and better. You know, like they're all fluctuating all over the place, but Nurcio just straight line, always good player. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it was a bit of a, I guess maybe more of a story if we're going to talk about the finals. Maybe Marine Lord, he like on yeah. on the last day just had like an absolute crushing run through the quarters in the round of four. Okay. Um, I mean, well, even did, the semi, he beat Neeb. Yeah. Yeah, and convincingly too. Like it was like not even close. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I, but uh, at the same time, I didn't feel like that was too much because of like, I, f- I just felt like Neeb tilted off the face of the earth. Like he just wasn't Neeb. It's just you know, it's just like consistency thing. Like he just wasn't consistent. He got like multiple build order losses, and then I, you know, he just like tilted him off the face of the earth. I think. I'm not saying that yeah. Marine Lord didn't play well because he did. It just felt like Neeb wasn't playing like Neeb. Like right before playing Marine Lord, he three O's Hydra. You know, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. But uh, I, I think... agree, and it feels like. No, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I feel like the Marine Lord that showed up to Valencia was kind of the Marine Lord we haven't seen since that Korean all kill, and like when when he's on point, he just spikes and peaks so high. Oh, yeah. And then we saw um, the Marine Lord again in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the... Yeah. But like being beating th- uh, like Snoot three zero. There's been like a big like I don't know like a, a topsy turviness in the last like week, right? Where like Neeb has looked dominant, and then he goes to Valencia and gets three zeroed, like not looking like Neeb. But then we do the Ting uh, replays, and he gets three zero by Bly as well, which is really weird. I mean, Bly yeah. did like a bunch of weird stuff. Um, so it just because it goes with like consistency, I suppose, um, and he's got to like bring it back, which it seems like he has um, in Shanghai. So like, great for him. But same thing with Snoot. Like Snoot was like dominant. Like it was stupid watching this guy win all his like versus Terrans, and then he gets three zeroed by Marine Lord, and then he has a poor showing in uh, Shanghai. It's like you can I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like Neve said, his PPT is really good, and also he had some insane record against Beyond, like. Recently, it was like six one or something insane. Which, to be honest, like insanely good. But um, Marine Lord just like said, "No, I don't care how good your PVT is. I'm just gonna win this." Same with Snoot. Snoot just like continuously says how good his CVT is compared to everyone else. Not like bragging wise, but like he, he actually just comfortable with CVT, which is not yeah. common right now for Zerg players. Like some Zerg players are starting to figure it out a bit more with the Queen buff, but at the same time, it's still favored for Terran a little bit. Not by like the amount it was before, but you know. And sure. Snoot was just like always comfortable. Like he, he also had the results to back it up. Like where everyone else wasn't doing great besides Nurcio and the other European Zergs. And by the other European Zergs, I literally mean Snoot. <laughs> I, yeah. It's kind of unexpected. At least you'd think to see a, a, some sort of closeness, like 3 2 or something. But it was just like clean sweep. Yeah. I guess Neeb, I mean, recently has like felt the pressure, I suppose. Like you made that tweet. Like I actually don't know his like mental mindset. It doesn't seem like a guy that gets easily tilted, but then. I definitely think he did versus Marine Lord. Um, he, and Snoot, we all know, actually, that he does get tilted and he has his off weeks, like, mentally. I think he is very 
tilty. Like, even though... Like, the same thing with Bly, where I really felt like Neve was a very tilty person. Where, like, he lost the first build order and then, like, lost the second build order. I felt like all of them were build order losses, but he didn't change. Like, he didn't change to Bly, he was just playing Neve. And uh -huh. Bly is, like, that one person that abuses you for playing like you. So, yeah. it just... It's just, uh, I don't know, it feels like he tilts very easily. And also, the tweet really tells me he tilts... Like, yeah, this tweet was pretty. Uh, it was pretty real, man. It was like, wish people didn't put. What was something like? Wish people didn't put. Expect so much of me. I played my best. I'm not some kind of god. Like yeah, there's something like, like along those lines. I haven't even won a tournament yet, and people expect so much from me. After living with him for a short period of time, I feel like he is confident in himself, but at the same time, not. Which is hard to explain, but yeah, like he he would talk. He'll talk down about people specifically that he's confident but at the same time say he's also not good it's like oh hydra easy <laughs> like but i'm not good i'm not that good though. you know but, like mean? how much of that is like youth and inexperience i mean neeb's only been kind of this like terrifying main stage like god I mean, so to speak for like what six months now yeah if we're talking online who the fuck even beats neeb like that that best right. of five with Bly was Yeah, but offline is very different. Yeah, I'm talking about on the stage, offline, like I, I wonder how right. much of that is I just being young and new to that. He needs the experience and he's not used to the pressure and I mean he made uh, he made Premier League a couple of times, but he never made it to like the main stage of Premier League, right? So even though he's someone who even before like Silver Void we knew was pretty that was good. Turn, right? He uh he was with Protoss as was it? Was it? I think no, he made Protoss too. He did both. I think he did it with both. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he never made it past like the studio is really. Yeah, but at different. the beginning, the early, the early, you, we can make the argument in the early days that he just didn't have much experience with protests at the time at all. Like he was still pretty fresh to switching, so it's hard to say like it was actually his experience or um, if it was just his skill level because his skill level improved immensely after Legacy of the Boys release, like literally two different people. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, the reason why he didn't do well in Premier League, I think, could be completely irrelevant of, like, the experience and more sure. about just the play. Yeah, But okay. So, everyone, I mean... Is Brandon here? I think, basically, just... Uh, yeah, is Brandon here? Has he returned? He's Brandon. like It's like he's trying to talk. It's like flashing up on Skype, and it's just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just fell asleep, and that's, like, him snoring or some shit. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> great, great addition. Um, maybe he'll show up, perhaps. So yeah, I mean, so Marinald had like a sick run, got stomped by Nurture, I think uh, we saw a cover that. I think the other main thing from Valencia to talk about, um, I mean, Pult felt a Showtime early, I don't find that so upsetting, although Pult's looked very good online the last uh, week or so, but Showtime beating him, I think's fairly... I, I don't know, I, I think feel... fine. Yeah, I don't think that's Pult, too surprising. Pult is very, like... On and off. Lately, I just feel... Yeah, yeah, on and off. Um, and it, it really feels like it's depending on how much he practices. Like, I can't confirm Honestly, that. I don't ask the guy, but... I feel like Holt should have been should have been more one-sided for Showtime. Like, I just Yeah, I, I agree. Well, didn't wasn't Showtime really yeah. far ahead in Game 3 and then he, like, completely threw? I think it was meant... It should have been 3-0 like, or 3-1. There were a lot of times where Showtime was, like, in pretty good spots. Holt was really good at making comebacks. But I feel like Showtime is should be outclassing Pult by quite a bit. Just just like where I feel Pult is currently in like the scene of North America. Like he's not bad by any means, but he's not like Neve and Hydra and True, I guess. He's not actually much of anything, to be honest. Like I mean, Compared no, he'd be super BM, but 
<laughs> like, you talk about it's people in Legacy of the Void right now, and I feel like Polt's not one of them. He got big wins early on, so he's already going to BlizzCon. And for me, that actually kind of sucks, because I have not been that... It's not even, like, impressed with him. It's, like, interested in him, to be honest. Like, I know a lot of Polt fans out there are going to get mad at me, but, like, as far as, like, storylines for the last five months for Polt... Yeah, he won the... I have no idea. He won, like, the first Winter Championship, and then he's just, like, lost and lost. Um, It's been, like... Is he, like... What are his best results, like, since Well, well, I think he, um, he did well in Shoutcraft. Um... You just want to lay fan cup, but like they, yeah. they're like really. Did he talk about round of eight in his WCS? Shoutcraft, layout. Yeah, we can't Yeah, Shoutcraft's like a completely different thing. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. later. But... Um, no, but Pult will come in and like win stuff. Like when he like he feels he wants to, it's really weird. <laughs> he just <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't really want to play the finals. Uh, he did yeah. move. Well, I like I feel like that can affect your practice regime, like at least in the short term. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a matter that. I mean, that's certainly true, but he also has a girlfriend, um, which I feel is always... Fucking is that girlfriends. That's fucked. Can we just kick Puck? Yeah, can I, can I kick Puck? Is that okay? Because he's echoing now. Yeah, sure. I have to fix the webcams, but yeah. Great addition. Alright. Great fucking cool. addition. I'll fix the webcams. Do you need a Protoss for the, to the even balance wine? Because we can get Fear Dragon on. Yeah, sure. Let's get, let's get okay. Ravion. Yeah, we should get Ravion. But I sure. personally love Ravion. Yeah, okay, I think he's showering, because I told this him... This is, like, a okay. completely NA chat right now, except for Wardy. This is, like, Skype being... And Wardy with his English accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm standing up against the, uh, the Americans. I'm just trying to hold it down over here. I <sighs> like, honorary NA, though. Honorary NA? Why? <laughs> well, you're gonna have to fix the camera again when Robbie gets here, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah, English? <laughs> yeah, the, the cameras are gonna be dead for a while until Ravi arrives. Okay. That's okay, That's we can... We can deal with it, maybe. Um, so the other thing about Valencia before we move on to whatever was next um, is that Raynor did really well, which was obviously a major talking point because mm. he was, um, you know, the young kid. He was, I think, he's still fourteen. Is he fifteen now? I don't know, but he's he's under yeah, sixteen. He didn't get any WCS points because of his because uh, of yeah. his age. Yeah, he didn't get. You don't any... get WCS points. Are you yeah, right? yeah, That's... because. In the past, they wouldn't let him play. I think in Leipzig, they wouldn't let him play in Leipzig because it's a WCS event. Yeah. And at WCS events, you've got to be 16 or over. But this event, they changed it so that under-16s could play. And so you... But if you played, you can't get WCS points, basically. Because I think under-16s could always play in DreamHack. But it was when it became a WCS event, it changed. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. something along those You're lines. Right. Because we're, people like Ariam were playing way back in whatever but they couldn't play in WCS because of the uh, age restrictions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, still um, won money, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feels nice. Yeah, he won, like, I top eight, like, 2K. A lot of the time, I mean, if the WCS points are kind of irrelevant if you're getting, like... At this point, we're kind of late in the game anyways. Like, if this was very early on, I'd be like, oh, fuck, like, this yeah. round of, you know, round of eight finish is actually quite important for my WCS points, but at this point, if you're just starting out and you're just making your first round of eight, it literally doesn't matter. Like, you're not getting invited yeah. because of your WCS I points from around a big finish. With how many tournaments that are announced already, I suppose, and that are left, uh, Montreal's already set with the players that they have, um, and I actually don't know what else has been announced. But um, I think you have to, like, win a tournament and get, like, a top round of eight. Like, you have to do both yeah. if you're going to skyrocket yeah. to the points. I think after Shanghai, there's only, like, Montreal and the event in Mexico, that WCS events. I don't think there's any other oh, ones. Oh, right, that that event. Oh yeah. my god, that event was so surprising, by the way. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we will. 
Because it's uh, a bit out of the, out of nowhere. But yeah, um, so when, I mean, I was I was at Valencia and it was really cool to see. First of all, I saw Clem playing and this guy, like, Clem is literally the tiniest kid you, you've ever seen. Like, he's like 14, but you could genuinely probably pass him off as being like 10 years old. So that is pretty insane. Um, but Reynor is like really cool to like see his like family like sitting behind him and like cheering when he wins and like they obviously like understand the game to some extent as well because like they like understand when things are going well for him. He has like so much support which is pretty cool to see so pretty cool for like someone so young to come in and do well. I mean take down, I mean you look at his run like Mana and Vortex he took down in the uh, round of 32 and 16 like I mean Vortex hasn't been playing so much lately but Mana has and you know. It's 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 really impressive for someone so young. Hi, Ravi. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. Well, welcome. You can uh, you can leave your webcam off because otherwise it's going to screw everything up. So okay, you stay that's like good that. If you stay I'm like that, you're perfect. Still putting. Oh, thank you. This is my most Great. beautiful state. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Brutal, good surprise. And that, I think, more or less wraps up Valencia. Anyone else have anything in particular they wanted to talk about about Valencia? I think it was pretty... pretty I don't think it was like oh, that many oh, shots. Oh, one thing. Sure. Massa getting cucked and uh, fucked getting in cucked? the dragons. He got cucked. Did he, he really, though? I mean, he, sh arm or something? he like, showed, he showed uh, up late. That's, that's not getting cucked. Me not showing I up to yes, honestly. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I mean, it's his fault that he didn't show up on time. He, like, How's that getting cut? Like, at least... At least to me, like, I didn't have to fly somewhere to miss my event, okay? I got fucked, but I didn't, like, he flew to that event. Yeah, and he slept like, in, like, he messed up. Yeah, that's There's... pretty, um, that could have been actually a pretty big deal, like, if he had not got invited to Mon Montreal mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that WCS event, but he actually got invited anyway, so lucky him. I mean, it's unlucky for him anyway because, uh, I mean, he's in the contention at the top of WCS points as well, so, I mean... He really needs to make sure that he does does well, like at every event. Yeah. So going out and round sixty four really at Dreamhack well, I mean, is like we... a big shock. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about invites for WCS based on point standings? Because yeah, that's can... really uh... weird to me. Yeah, sure. we should actually. I mean, yeah, yeah let's like, do it. Why? Why is it weird to you, Ravi? Like Set the scene. Uh, so, so like, when you win a tournament at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Like, the reason why I think a lot of people complained about, like, having so many invites in the past was that you would get these crowd favorites, and because they kept getting invited to go to these events, they would keep automatically getting WCS points. So, like, just by yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were invited this, all the oh time, they would keep going. I don't remember, like, Sasha, in 2013. And, and like... actually talked about this, too. So, <laughs> we were talking about how it would be smart if we started our year in North America because we could do well in the qualifiers or whatever, hit one good tournament, and then you literally could live in Korea and never play an online qualifier ever and just keep getting invited. Because it's literally what Neve's doing right now. <laughs> like, he's living here, but he never has to play cross-server for the qualifiers. He just gets flown out to everything. So it's like best of both worlds, best of literally every world because you don't have to play the online qualifiers. You get Korean practice and any of the Chinese and like all these other events, it's like two hours flight away and you don't have the, the fucking whatever the fuck, what is it called? Jet, Jet lag. lag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Pult earlier, right? And I feel mm -hmm. like that's sort of the situation Pult's in. Pult is number two in WCS points. Yeah. Because he like 
he won the like championship for like at the beginning of the year, and after that he's just gotten like, oh yeah, I got like forty five points here, thirty five, thirty points here. Like, Isn't he I did a relatively okay he won, here. He won um, the winter championship in Katowice. Yeah, and then took a third yeah, fourth yeah. the spring circuit uh, championship. Those but, championships are like really heavy on points too. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Like, I think the fact that the championships are so points heavy is uh, maybe what skews it all because you can literally have one good tournament and then you you get to the next championship. And even if you don't go to the circuit events like Valencia and stuff, like if you do well in the championship, which is just like a single elimination bracket as well. Like we'll go into it more in a bit more detail, like when we go to tournament formats. But mm -hmm. I just think like the like. Why why do they need to invite them? Why not just have more qualifiers? Like why not make it about performance I agree. at that time? Like I it's, people, they're so set on like basing it on like a story. Like oh, enough to get it anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the so thing. What's really weird is that not every tournament even does the invites, and I can't I can't figure out a pattern to it because <laughs> the summer like the circuit championships seem to do the invites, but like DreamHack Austin didn't do invites, and like. There's like two or three others. If you look back at the premier tournaments this year, like they just didn't do the invites. I think I'm it's like, just the championships. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the problem. There's no consistency, right? Like you go from a championship to like a circuit event, and they both give points to the same thing, but they're both completely different at the same time. It's really. I think a lot of people have had issues with like consistency of like the format. Like the WCS qualifiers keep changing format as well, which is like making it hard to follow. Like, even I don't know, understand, yeah. like, until the day of the qualifier, They're... what's meant to happen oh and God. who qualifies where. It's really stupid. Yeah. yeah and so it's true. kind of serious, too. Like, we're getting totally, yeah. like, sucked over. Like, I yeah. mean, there's a whole thing with you recently, right? But it's in general. Like, we started off the year barely casting anything because mm -hmm. they actually had casters. And then they didn't yeah. tell anyone. But suddenly we're back to casting everything. And we're like, are you... Is, is that a thing? Like, what what are we oh, doing? Well, I got There's told. Been very little communication. It's really you, stupid because you, uh... for for the Challenger League that just passed on the day, like I messaged them like ages ago, like, oh, can I cast Challenger League? And they didn't reply. And then on the day, I was like, hey, it's okay if I cast, right? And they were like, no, we've got plenty of English streams covering it, which was completely untrue because they had base trade <laughs> and literally no other streams. So like five minutes before, I'm like, okay, well, in that case, I'm not going to bother because last time I tried to stream when like ESL and DreamHack was streaming, it was just pointless, right? And then five minutes before, they're like, oh, okay, I suppose you can stream as long as you avoid all the other English streams. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine, I'll give it a try. And there's literally one other English stream. I like, I have no idea where the logic was in that. I, it's it's I'm very poorly run and Wait. like if stage is not around it's terrible yeah yeah so i have to say okay, like, so dream hack events dream hack has no experience organizing online qualifiers like if you look at the esl ones they've been pretty well uh, done because esl has been terrible, has been organizing terrible. online qualifiers for starcraft forever now dream hack it's an open bracket event typically uh people just show up and they only have a couple qualifiers for like the winter championship so they don't kind of have that internal infrastructure to do a really good job. Dreamhack's communication is just terrible with everything. Like the players, well, I so, uh, there's just, there's just, I don't know the online, the online experience with Dreamhack is like everything starts late. Fucking brackets are changed after they're like already published and shit. It's just like yeah, everything is terrible. so fucked. And then, and uh, I don't know about the or about anybody else, but Dreamhack doesn't. I don't know. I haven't been paid for any of the Dreamhack um, WCS events. And they don't even give us information about it. So, like, the top, the Challenger League is actually, like, not being paid by Blizzard. It's paid by DreamHack. And they don't tell you anything about it. So, like, I had to chase down, like, three different people. And then I finally sent in, like, my passport. 
my bank information and a bunch of other stuff and I still none of us yeah. have received it like I mean, none, not me not me nobody like it's just I don't know there's just the, the communication is terrible from it's, Dreamhack it's not online, just online online qualifiers either like the qualifiers are terrible for for players and casters and everyone involved but it's apparently also offline issues as well like I was talking to Scarlett about it um like communication with players literally going to events so Masa I, I think he just slept in right but yeah. that actually I was when I first heard about it I was like oh what did they do because apparently <laughs> it's really terrible like they're 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 not taking care of their players um which has always been an issue I suppose the last six years is like players not being quite vocal enough I suppose about how well or how badly they're treated um but apparently this year it's like much much worse I think it's just communication like there's just lack of communication altogether with players and like they, uh, everyone's left yeah. in the dark for like everything. Well, they really, they they went from like Blizzard controlling everything last year, and then everyone saying like you should not do that, you should go back to the weekend tournaments, to going back to weekend tournaments. And I really feel like I don't know. There's like a communi communication breakdown between Blizzard and DreamHack and IAM, or if DreamHack and IAM were just like I like I don't know, like stubborn children and like didn't didn't want to. Like I have no idea what happened there, but like it's it's flip flopped and there's something going on there that you can blame. But um Yeah. It is there's just somewhere somewhere along the line there's like a lack of communication and like it's it's fucking everyone up. <laughs> I, I do know that the WCS ran like when I feel like when Blizzard actually runs a the tournament there's very little like communication there. Also ESL is always pretty good at running events. Like I think, I think ES albums ESL. are the best. Like, as a, yeah, like from like a community yourself, caster point of I, view, it's always well-organized, well in advance, you know exactly what's going admins on. Admins are always there. I feel like DreamHack admins just peace out half the time. Like, it's just hard to keep <laughs> up with everything. I got so, told the other day that DreamHack, the, like, I think it was uh, one of the admins said that he wasn't initially meant to be admining, but he just, like, two minutes, like, like, Two minutes before the tournament, he was like, hey, people are asking me who the admin is, and they're like, oh, crap, I forgot. You can admin it. It was yeah, like, he got what? So we asked to cast it. Actually. Literally, this happened. Like, so we, we asked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe told Joe told it. me about this. So Joe, Joe, go for it. So we asked if we could cast a challenger because there was no stream information, and uh, I asked someone that was associated with DreamHack, and he went and asked Steho, and Steho was like, "Oh shit, you need to admin this tournament." <laughs> so like us asking them the stream schedule reminded them that they need to run the tournament, and like that's kind of the. Like, I think yeah. that's, like, a little microcosm of, like, how fucked up DreamHack has been since this started. It's a bit of a This mess. is why DreamHack events start an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes into the start time. Like, <laughs> this is the problem. Unorganized. It's, it's lots crazy. of miscommunication. Yeah. Like, yeah. this would be the one thing that I would really like to see. Like, especially if Blizzard's going to invest a lot of money into, like, esports with DreamHack and everything. Like, I just feel like it should be more professional. Like, it... This isn't like the yeah. first time. If this is a well, one-time thing, who the fuck cares? Whatever. It's you know people make mistakes. People are fucking unorganized. It doesn't matter. But literally every single DreamHack online qualifier is delayed. There's fucking bracket delays. There's no admin at some point in the fucking middle of the place. So you're chasing admins down, and it's not like a self-submitted uh, bracket either. So the admin has to update the bracket. Has to. Like yeah. you cannot continue your bracket if you don't have it updated by an admin. Yeah. Uh... I will say, like, we can't talk about anything we talk about the Blizzard Summit and blah, 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 like, secrets. But, like, it was disappointing to see the last time this happened. There's actually, as far as I saw, really no Reddit threads about it. Um, so, actually, to a certain point, I guess I can say that Blizzard doesn't realize how bad it was. Um, so, like, 
make Reddit threads when shit like this happens. I mean, remember back like in, when MLG fucked up qualifiers? There was like the entire Reddit, like subreddit, was yeah, full of threads it about was crazy. that. Um, but it's really kind of died off, and I feel like some of that is just because people might expect it to be the norm because we're seven months in. They're like, what is it going to be? But it, it actually does like, and they, that's like mainly where they're getting a lot of like, you know their community um, people are going to see like what's what's the buzz. So if you guys are like really fed up, like post chat logs about how stupid this is and, and whatnot. Uh, there should be totally a team be liquid thread where you just post and say like I didn't get paid. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The one thing that's really like odd is Dreamhack not paying. Like ESL paid immediately with uh, Challenger. And that was like that January. is really weird because Julius by Blizzard. But Dreamhack literally hasn't paid Neeb, who came first in both online call. Like this is like twenty six plus hundred dollars, and this is from months and months and months ago. I don't know when spring qualifier was like spring, it's July, you know. So I don't know, maybe like March, April, May, June, July. Like that's four months of not being paid. It's kind of a lot of money. I don't yeah, know. It's a- it's weird because you know Blizzard is paying for all of it, so like the, the yeah, money exactly. should be on the money. Yeah, is on their balance sheet. Yeah. Is it weird, guys? <laughs> As someone who is now <laughs> getting money from they're... Blizzard, I will tell you it is a very long process. Okay. Yeah, that's not even like you shouldn't expect it to get better. All right. Like I it still, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I signed all the stuff for Ladder Heroes like months ago, and I still haven't actually gotten the money yet. <laughs> and it's, it's not because the there's been a lack of communication, happy. though. It's because there's just a really long process and a lot of documents to sign. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move back on track a little bit. We're going to go back to... I mean, we sort of dipped into tournament formats, but we'll kind of dip back into it. Um, this is let's keep on... We've been in tournament formats for a while now. Yeah, right. yeah but let's, let's, let's go <laughs> and do some recapping then. I, I like to recap, okay? That's how I roll. Right. Um, I mean, the event I want to talk about next is... Um, is Shoutcraft, because Shoutcraft obviously was probably the biggest success of a StarCraft tournament in a long time. I mean, considering it's online and it pulled like 30,000 plus viewers, is just insane. It's like, I don't think, I can't think of the last time there was an online tournament with 30,000 viewers. Can anyone come close? Uh, no, Shoutcraft. Not. Yeah, I think <laughs> maybe Shoutcraft. Yeah, the most. Uh, yeah, that I don't know why Shoutcraft does so well for an online event. Like, it's Total Biscuit as a. I mean, part oh, of it is just I, Total Biscuit as a huge fan like, base. It's a big start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I have like a ton of like, Bis- opinions on it. Total Biscuit doesn't pull 30k on its own. Like, no, no, it's no. obviously our ah. majority. But at the Zomb- same time, yeah. Let's see it from Zombie Grip because honestly, I love Showcraft. I think the the format's awesome. Oh. Like the the whole the whole thing is awesome. But yeah, it's crazy I don't know about awesome. I don't know about um previous shoutcrafts to be honest because i actually wasn't nearly as interested in those but this shoutcraft made a ton of sense to why i got thirty thousand views in my opinion like if any like if it got fifty thousand, i still like only be like mildly surprised i suppose um but even that would be like online tournament and that would be a- but yeah like, like a big portion is from total biscuit fans like his core audience is at least like i want to say like five thousand people will tune in to watch him do anything at all right yeah um, and then you got people that want to watch Koreans, and it's finally actually happening. Every dickhead on StarCraft Reddit that has been like, where's the global events? Or like, they're like, thank God, Total Biscuit, okay, we're going to come and see you. People love Total Biscuit, so if they see that, like, hey, Total Biscuit's casting again, they're going to be like, oh my god, I haven't seen him in like a year because I didn't watch Austin. Let's go watch him. Like, and then what other type of people are there? There's just people, of course, the core of StarCraft 2 audience, and I know in a big event you can grasp about 10,000 online from them. So, 
that's a big portion of it that just want to watch it. And it was beautifully timed, too, in my opinion. Like, the timing yeah. was good. You had Koreans up as late as, like, 4 a.m. for their time, but you could still watch it if you were on the East Coast of the United States or even the West Coast. Um, and everyone avoided also, it or tried to. You didn't really get hype, too. Like, you built the hype along, like, yeah, yeah, all those videos coming out, like everyone knew about it, yeah, plenty of fans. Yeah. It's, it's once a month, once a month too. If this thing's once a week, I think it's like 30,000, 20,000, 10,000, yeah. and then kind yeah, of yeah. meanders it's around the you know? like, But oh, it also, okay. it also had like so many storylines like within the event, which also helps it too, like throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nurture winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I think the. I don't, I'm actually not surprised at all that it got thirty thousand. Like, if any event was going to get thirty thousand, I think that'd be one of it. Um, apparently, yeah, it's quite so in the, the chat. Format. The format may be better for like viewing experience, but at the same time, it kind of. It's like a very luck based format because it's best of one, and oh, it's yeah, kind of like, like. We get placed <laughs> into innovation, like well, fuck. But if you get placed into Stefano, it's like okay, well, they're not innovation, you know. Yeah, but so, it's not asking like a huge amount of time out of you either, right? Like it's yeah, basically right. asking it's you to start well, start playing well, at a certain hour and then keep well, winning money until you lose. It's not like you're dedicating your day like like a like. But a the point is, you just be fucked by like, oh, I'm playing Mario. Well, I didn't get any other shots. Mario is my one single best of one. GG. Or it could be like TLO or. Stephano. Yeah, sure, but that's. I mean. Not Mario. I mean, let, let's hold yeah. like that part of it for when we go back to tournament formats because. That's that's like one of the main things. That's, yeah, this is this is like why my whole this is what my whole plan based on. As a recap, it was really good as an event. I think it had storylines and everything. Like Stefano went huge. I mean, let's just I bring up the uh, matches here. I mean, right from the start, Pult came out and started beating a few players. Then like players like Deer and Doc start coming out as well. So already like right from the start, you're seeing like the top players from Casper, like the people people want to see that they haven't been able to see for for ages. So it's pretty, um, it's pretty crazy. And then, like, the foreigners come in, and Nurture starts winning. Stefano beats Bjorn and Hero. Like, and then Innovation comes out yeah, as well. And, I mean, everything was just perfect for it, right? I mean... The, the craziest part is Stefano's run is ended by TLO. <laughs> like, not, not to shit talk TLO. TLO's a fucking amazing person. And, but, but, like, fucking Bjorn and Hero go down, and it's like, oh, who the fuck is Stefano going to slay next? And then he, like, gets knocked out by TLO. Jake, you'll like, turn, oh, Jake, you'll turn into a robot again. Yeah, but I feel like TLO's always been a bit of, like, a ZVZ specialist. Like, he's always felt more confident in that matchup than maybe everyone else does. Sure, yeah, I mean, you can say... You can make the exact same point about Nurture losing to Stefano. Like, you know, Nurture beat Deer and Gummiho, and then he lost to Stefano. But, like, the whole thing just played out for, like, really good viewership, I think, so... I mean, it was it was nice to see like so much support for like I think you can tell it's a successful event when you go on R Starcraft and like literally every post on the front <laughs> page is about Shoutcraft. Like, you know, it would be sick, like amazing, fucking uh, Korea versus the world again. You know, like I feel like it'd be a lot closer this time. And it's just like what what the fucking Starcraft team wants is like some more global events. But, like Korea versus the world would be really interesting, I think. Because I think like that's everyone... the biggest story for BlizzCon though. Yeah. That is like the yeah. story. Yeah, we've actually yeah, yeah, yeah. talked about this. And the uh, the I lack of global scary. events might make BlizzCon even more appealing. I still want more global events, but whatever. But that's like I mean I League think... of Legends has like two yeah. or three global events a year aside from Worlds. And like they have the MSI think... and they have a couple IEMs, and other than that it's just Worlds. And I think that uh, builds to their favor because everyone is like fucking hungry to see the Koreans play foreigners 
and uh, everyone tunes in, even people that might have fallen out of the scene, because they want to see like the the best Westerners take on those Koreans. But the no, problem is that we went from. But the problem is we went from. We went from having like foreigners versus Koreans like at least once a month last year with all the events to now just non-existent at all, and that's the like that's why there's an outcry because. If you kind of take something like that away from people, they're going to want it back, surely. So, yeah, I think Honestly, the additional reason for the outcry is that um, Apollo kind of alluded, and he didn't necessarily promise, I can't remember his exact wording, but he kind of alluded to the fact that there would be. Yeah. And then, what, what isn't that much of a secret anymore, um, I don't think so anyway, is that they thought there would be more, um, but things have fallen through. So that, I think, was the biggest bummer. Like, you go in immediately and say, like, there's not going to be any global events until BlizzCon. People are going to be like, that sucks. But, I mean, we used to look forward to BlizzCon. But it was kind of like, when's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening? <laughs> I mean, even Hot 6, you know, it didn't happen. So yeah. there's been a lot of, like, falling through tournaments. Yeah, I mean, the NSL is going to have parting. So that's technically a Korean. <laughs> That'll be kind of interesting. We'll get to NSL as well later. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, to, I'm just a fault. Go on, Ravi, please. Go ahead. No, 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 you, you go ahead. I was just gonna... Okay. I was gonna say, like, just to follow up, like, before we transition topics too much, on the whole viewership thing for Total Biscuits, Shotcraft Kings, do you guys think that there is any other online event that can repeat the success? Like, maybe not even 30,000, because, of course, Total Biscuit has a ridiculous pull himself of, like... I Zombie Grub said, like, 5,000 people core audience. I think it's, like, closer to 10. But... Do you guys think uh, any other online event can get like well, 20 to Nation Wars. Nation, Nation Wars, yeah. Mm. Nation Wars actually got like, I think someone just said in the chat it was like 60k, like 60K or something said. over the streams. So Nation Wars did do that. And that was like, but that was that really an online event for the finals? Because it was offline. Well, it was online, but they had like a big offline setup, right? With all the casters there. It's kind of a. Yeah. But do you, I, I don't know. Are, is everyone else just doing something wrong, or, like, well, what do you think? It's just so hard to get that level of players who take it, like, super serious as well. And that's the thing, like, the format really captures these players to, like, play their best. Because in a lot of online events, these Koreans are not going to, like, I can tell you, like, you can watch a Leifang Cup or something. And SOS will turn up to play, and he'll lose to, like, some Chinese player. Because he just isn't going to play his proper builds. He's not going to take it super seriously. Like, he can, like, he'll play, like, half-assed, and, like, maybe towards the finals he'll play proper. But if he wins, he wins money. But if he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's kept his builds for GSL and stuff. And that's the problem, because usually in online events, <laughs> Koreans are so scared of using their builds because they focus so much on Star League and GSL. But with I'm... this event... <laughs> Well, well, yeah, but Beyond's, Beyond's an exception. Sure, sure, sure. But, every single day. Sure. But, like, last couple months, just every single day, same old, same But in general, though. Styles, styles, styles. Win, win, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in general, in general, though, like, this format is really good because the Koreans play one best one at a time. Like, playing a best one for $250 is like, you know, you can use a better strategy. You can take it pretty seriously. Um, you know, Total Biscuit has integrity, so you know your replays aren't going to get out there as well, which I think is a big thing, too. I don't know. I think it's... It's just, like, strategies in general are used more in best and the, like, lower, or lower numbers of best of... Like, best of one, you can do some crazy-ass shit and beat people that are way better than you, right? But you can't do the same shit the next you game, know, right? Jake. You so, would like, know, in a best of three, you usually more consistent player wins. But in a best of one, you can do some crazy-ass shit and get away with it. Sure. Which is why I fucking love best of one format. Like, that's when you see strategy. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know what to say. I mean, the thirteen twelve god just wants to tell every tournament ever to be a best of one. Of <laughs> course, your, your games are short enough as it is. We don't need to make them shorter. <laughs> well, I I don't know. Okay. A best of one tournament without me isn't a best of one tournament. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Before we move on from Shadowcraft, what was everyone's favorite part of it? Let's start from Joe. Let's go. Favorite part of Shadowcraft. Uh, I was running Cheesy Delphia, so I didn't watch any of it. So your favorite part was getting hosted by TB. Perfect. Yeah, my, my favorite part was getting hosted by <laughs> TB. That was awesome. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> um, Zombie Group, what was your favorite part of Shadowcraft? Uh, actually getting to wake up and watch it at like 11 p or a.m. <laughs> Fair good. enough times literally jake going to sleep to total biscuits voice <laughs> <laughs> okay fear dragon what was your favorite part of shoutcraft okay i have a real answer unlike these scrubs thank Jeez. you um, i think the the most impressive like the most impressive part about it to me is not something that really gets talked about a lot but like as someone who organizes tournaments and amongst other people who have organized tournaments or show matches, getting 25 <laughs> players to all assemble and show up and nobody no-showed or anything like that. It's and incredible. For an yeah, event Robbie, that you know, I actually like, agree with you. Fuck the players. Like Those players are hours. fucking, <laughs> fucking assholes. All of them should just kill them. I mean... No, like players versus casters. Players versus casters. I mean, like <laughs> seriously. Okay, I know that he talked about this in his recap, but that there were like, uh, there were like groups of five people he would have like to say like show up at a particular time, but that's still like you're you're half of, like five just, players. Well, that's just being organized though. That's like having like coming up with a solution know, no. to an issue. It's it's still yeah, amazing. No, I really agree. Impressive though. That's really yeah impressive. yeah yeah. No, I like, agree. I completely agree with you. Like, for the, the whole thing ran so flawlessly, like, they had, between each game, there's like three, four minutes while they set up the next player and whatever, very rare, you know, about five or six times throughout the day, they took, like, a break with some music in between games as well, but it never, you know, there's never a point where you're like, God, when's the next game gonna start, because they were really good at filling time and stuff as well, like, the whole event, I really, I, I genuinely feel like this was probably one of the more flawless online events we've probably ever seen. I can't think of an yeah. event that like really rivals it in terms of yeah. It's really execution. hard to coordinate cross-service stuff, too, and they just do it flawlessly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I, awesome. I agree. I'm I'm the same as Ravi. I yeah. think just, like, getting players, like, that many players to show up and having no organization issues and just, like, the execution of it was just, like, made it really enjoyable to watch because you could just sit down, watch it, and just, you know, literally just watch it, because, like, nothing would take you away from the games. It was good. Yeah, and there were sick games, too. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to see that shit. Yeah, it was good. All right. Um, let's uh, move on. Let's very quickly, before we go into the tournament format discussion, for real, let's very quickly talk about Cheese Delphi, which also used a uh, different tournament format, which is why I would like to... Do it before oh, we talk to tournament format. Honestly, you know what? You, really? Terrible. You don't like it? It's so before terrible. we before we start, the format is Swiss format, which is barely ever used in StarCraft. I can't think of the last time I saw a Swiss format event. Uh, the Sidestorm lane used it. That's actually where we got the idea from. Okay, there you go. Sidestorm yeah. lane. Ah. <laughs> the Sidestorm okay. lane. So, ah. so, so basically the group stage was on day one. It's Swiss format, and everyone played five or six matches, best of three, and then as you win, you get placed against other people who won. 
And so it basically comes out with like a ranking system between all the players. And then you go into a playoff system. So, I mean, Joe, talk, talk to us a little bit about why you use the system, maybe, because you're the organizer, so... Sure. So for Cheesadelphia, and this like weirdly kind of changed as we got really close to the event, but uh, we don't have like a lot of sponsor money. Most of our money comes from player signups. Players play, pay uh, $50 to sign up. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to choose a format that would give kind of like your average diamond guy like enough games where he felt like it was worth dropping 50 bucks, even if he's going to lose most of his series. Um, Swiss format offers that because no one gets eliminated until day two and everyone gets to play uh, five or six series, even if some of those series are like uh, statistically insignificant. Um, so that was basically the rationale behind it. And I mean, for that reason alone, it worked. When we announced Swiss format, I saw a bunch of signups and these uh, of non-pro players, and they weren't people that had signed up before. So there were definitely people that were on the fence that choosing uh, Swiss format pushed over the fence. So in that regards, it was definitely a success. What right, about the cool. finals? The finals. It, how did it? It wasn't was it double A. How did it go? I was, uh, it the finals. So day two was a sixteen-man single limb bracket. We seated the top sixteen into okay. it. Much better than this first fucking Philadelphia mm. cooking. Bullshit. So the reason, Jake guys, the reason that Jake is a little bit uh, upset by the former, uh, the previous format, we did double limb extended series. And uh, he killed Bales in one series, and then Bales came and spanked him because, as we talked about, the better player Basically, wins. Basically, <laughs> I got cut <laughs> by a silly bracket where I have to win two best of fives, but my opponent has to win one. Because so, Bales beat you earlier in the bracket. Because you had to lose his bracket. They only get we, one we know how game. that works. Why would you get, get one game advantage? Even if you had one game advantage, I still would have won the whole thing. So it was kind of. It was kind of. I I think okay. the moral of this story, Jake, is that you just need to get better. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to look at this. What you, are you? <laughs> My favorite thing to tell players. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jake. It's Jake. He anyway. he understands. All right. Um, to very quickly talk about Cheese Delphia. Um, True won the whole thing. If you guys didn't catch it, he uh, took down Kalaza four one in the finals. I think the probably the most exciting thing for me in this bracket was OMG banana, OMG a banana taking a map of True in the round of eight. Like, mm. I mean, I don't know who Oh my God a banana is. Did anyone know who OMG a banana is before this? Like, I mean, he's an NA player, so did anyone hear of him in the past? So his, well, his team was yeah. telling me he was going to break out there. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's pretty I, sick. I don't know how you say that. Team Ascension? Yeah, he's on Ascension, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis was telling me, luckily, so, some of their better players were saying, OMG Banana, like, he's I, a really good I, player I, and he might break out here. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know. Did OMG Banana do any, like, play anyone else in the group? Like, obviously, his seating must have been pretty shitty if he played against True really early on, right? Yeah, so unfortunately, like, the seating got a little bit messed up because, uh, DreamHack announced their qualifiers the night before, and I just had to try my uh, best to let to let players play in both. It ended up that like like Bales took uh, a walkover that he probably shouldn't have, and uh, so did Kelizer. So they still made it to the bracket stages, but the seating got really fucked up uh, because we had to walk them over because they were playing WCS. But like yeah. he also beat some other play. He beat some other. Yeah, he. I, I'm like, looking at the bracket. He beat end Ruff. Of line and like he he beat Ruff. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, and I mean, so, like, OMG Banana, his game one against True was, like, really close and winnable, too. And, like, like both games were macro games. It wasn't like he, like, did some dumb cheese. I, he, he played out of his mind. Yeah. Well, that's pretty that's, cool. I mean, that was, like, my highlight story I, because I didn't, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch all of Cheesadelphia. <laughs> but, like, 
I, I mean, I actually uh, heard about this happening. I think it was it was while Shoutcraft was on, right? So I think I was like, heard about it happening. I tuned in, and this guy's like eating a banana on stream and like going crazy. It's it was pretty sick. Oh yeah, when he when we cut to him, like after he won, he just like downed a whole banana and was like, oh. <laughs> so he he was a charismatic guy too. All right, all right. Um, anyone? Wait. Sure, Fear Dragon, yeah. please. So one thing that is really interesting to me about Choose Adelphia um, that I think doesn't necessarily get talked about, I know you mentioned in your like recap, Joe, was the fact that you guys felt like you were profitable from everything. And I think, and I, I'm going to ask you really quickly before I proceed, like I'm assuming most of the profit came from like ticket sales, right? For players playing in the event, right? Yeah, so I mean, I can break down like roughly like 70% of our money came from a... Uh came from signups we would not have been profitable just from signups uh we got some sponsor money from like like corporate sponsors and then like some individuals like wisecracks and archnog uh just wanted to help out the tournament um without those we would have uh, been a little okay. better than break even but it wouldn't have been like a roaring success uh thanks to sloth esports for helping us out also and then a lot of spectator money too water water is insanely profitable if you Run an offline event, go to Costco, buy like five cases of water. It's like three dollars a piece, and uh, I could have sold five you know, cases of water and I could hey, make three hundred dollars. I'm gonna give you a fucking huge tip here, okay? This is I actually have a lot of experience when it comes to profit. I'm gonna go with there's this currency system in esports right now that's actually trending quite a lot, and actually <laughs> probably is insanely profitable. It's actually called the Snickers. <laughs> the Snickers is like CS:GO betting. For tournaments where this shit is unregulated, it's fucking crazy. Okay, just wait for the government to crack down on the Snickers. The Snickers illegal betting. Basically, if you have like Snickers for one dollar at your event, you're you're fucking you're set. Yeah, but you ever try to buy Snickers? Like the cheapest you can buy candy is like eighty nine cents a piece, even in bulk. Like fuck yeah, candy. It, candy sucks. Okay, then make it two dollars. I don't know if you can do it. I did, and no one. I did, and no one bought it. You're like, you're like telling me to do things I did. No one bought you, candy. You had Snickers, and no one I bought had, it. Oh, Snickers, it's just a European thing. Jake, I think, I think your uh, home story cup memes are falling flat on their face right now. <laughs> like really I mean, flat. Snickers seem pretty profitable. I, they made them free though, and fucked us completely. But whatever. <laughs> You still, you still <laughs> owe me. They... You still owe me a best of five for five Snickers. So, five Snickers. Yeah, next, yeah, next home story code. Like yeah, but it doesn't matter. So it's still Snickers. Out. If you can still get. I told them that they should make the Snickers a dollar again from the return, so that we can actually use them as currency. <laughs> I didn't break the, the Snickers market. The Snickers market crashed on its own. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, All right. On me. All right. Okay. Yeah. But can I finish with that? Yes, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I completely... Sorry, Robbie. Uh, so I think the coolest thing about that is like I know uh, Joe's saying like he wouldn't have totally broken even just from the ticket sales for like other players, but what is really always been a bit weird to me about Grassroots StarCraft is that even Grassroots StarCraft relies heavily on sponsorship money to run, mm -hmm. and that really weirds me out because like, I feel like most other Grassroots esports. They rely on signups and like entry fees to run uh, like a lot of the offline events and everything. 
And I, I wonder if like this is that untapped market, especially doing things like the Swiss uh, format, where it's like, hey, I might get matched up versus true first round or like second or third round or something, and I'll just be knocked out. That really sucks. Like I've had that kind of experience in whatever an MLG or you know even my Cheese Adelphia run. I was like, oh cool, I hit Fat Cat Chef, like GM level player. Let me see if I can cannon rush and not get knocked out like immediately. Like that that feeling sucks. But having the Swiss format is really a smart way to I guess like market it toward. I, other players that are like a lower level better, it's very similar to my um like the plan to keep the team league aloft because the team league obviously runs with sponsorship money but a big part of making the team league work is by taking sign up money so like teams pay like the first division teams pay like 20 euros to enter and the second division teams pay like five euros and it's only like a few hundred euros but like it still adds up to like making like a good chunk of the prize pool so it's something which I think like a lot of tournaments could definitely do if they adjusted their format to make it work. Because obviously, like no one wants to pay money to come in and get exactly as Ravi said. You don't want to come in and get too old. You're done. And it's like similar to like uh, the UK lands we have. Like they generally do like larger groups to give everyone games. Like so, it's not Swiss format, but they put us into like four groups of six or seven. So you still get six or seven best of threes before you get knocked out. So even though you're paying to kind of play in the tournament, you get the enjoyment of actually playing some games. Like. I agree. Yeah, it's really important. Because no one wants to go, like, at least if you go there and lose, like, a couple games, a couple series or whatever, and you actually play, like, play your heart out or whatever, it's not so bad. But if you just go there and lose, like, one player best of three, and it's not even a good best of three, you're going to fucking hate it. Yeah. Like, you're going to be sad for the rest of the fucking tournament. But if you have lots of yeah. chances to kind of, like, show some good games with more than just one series, which is kind of nice. For everyone, and there's Especially, money like, in it. Even the, even the better, even the better players enjoy that more because then it's not like you can get fucked by like unlucky or like an unlucky best of three or something. Like yeah. chances are you're still gonna win if you're like considerably better, but like we don't mind playing extra games, and it's just would, you know. Would you guys? Go on, would you guys like to see things something like DreamHack replace the first two group stages with a Swiss format? What do you guys think about something like that? So Swiss format, uh, like one caveat that we ran into, Swiss format is really, really hard to run if you don't have more computers than players. Um, uh, so like, I actually like looking forwards, I would maybe try to find a happy medium, which would be like uh, round robin groups where people get like four series, um, yeah. just just because you're cycling out players constantly, and that adds like a huge amount of downtime. And you can't, it's not like a bracket where you can start the next round as the current round is being played. Uh, each heat has to complete completely before the next one because of how it calculates who plays who. So I don't think it would work at a major, at a bigger tournament. Like, it works for us because we dedicate a whole day to groups. It takes longer, basically. I see. That, that brings us very nicely, Fear Dragon, thank you, into tournament formats, which... You're welcome. I, I, do, I mean, I do want to talk about because, well, we I mean... doing tournament formats for the last 20 minutes? Yeah, sh yeah sure, I know, but like... <laughs> But like, we're let me. Well, We've been into it already. well, let me let me talk about why exactly I want to like. It's fucking unprofessional. You, you know what, Jake? You're the worst. I thought this was gonna be really <laughs> fun with you. The only good this thing, fucking, the only good thing you've done show. is motivate me to actually do this today. So, right. Let's talk to you guys. Right. Basically, what I want to say is that I think tournament formats have changed a lot in Legacy of the Void because in Legacy of the Void we've suddenly had. Um, Every single tournament seems to have changed, so DreamHacks dropped a group stage and added single elimination earlier. And then the same with IEM, IEM has dropped a group stage and added single elimination. So 
what I want to know is why are tournaments all of a sudden dropping group stages to create single elimination early? Because the players definitely don't like it. I mean, I don't know about you, Jake, but I think it kind of goes back to what Jake just said. You don't want to get unlucky with a single best of three. Like, you know, in IEM, for example, um, you know, I mean, let's take Snoot versus Euthermal. Snoot is in a single elimination bracket. He's meant to play Pilly Pilly. Pilly has to cancel. Euthermal comes as a replacement and frios him. Now, you know, Snoot can definitely beat Euthermal, but it's unfortunate that his replacement is arguably stronger. I mean, no, not, to, not to be bat- you know, harsh to Pilly Pilly, it's just, but... It's unfortunate every way. I would be so yeah. mad if I was Snoot. Like, okay, sure. Especially if I was practicing for Pilly Pilly in particular. Like, uh... That would be the worst. Like, having Pilly Pilly replaced by someone who's actually considered better than Pilly Pilly. I don't know. But, why... Um, sure, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say... Well, I know that they changed all the best of five, and I feel like we're totally responsible for that, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> that was a big change from Heartless from Legacy of the Void, but... I mean, a lot of people are gonna throw out, like, like viewers like it more if it's a single elimination tournament which is debatable and we could debate that if you would want but i really feel like with how let's say committed dreamhack and i am have been to starcraft 2 with all the admin problems and whatnot um that it's more about a time issue and an organization issue um but that's just like my initial feeling that it's just it's easier to to organize and hype up, you know, because we had like the Apollo making those videos about the hype of Shanghai. Uh, where really, if you want to hype up a four-man group, it's a little more difficult. So, yeah, that's yeah, the like, I do feel like viewers actually like single elimination more. <laughs> like, I think they like the idea of like someone being out, like this match meeting more than just like, you know, like someone's tournament life is on the line. Like, it, it sucks for the players, like, like yeah, it does. It there's is, a lot of pressure, but... It is debatable, yeah. though, because, like, I was thinking, like, as a viewer, what I want to see, and, like, chances are, I want to see, like, I want to wake up and see Scarlet has lost the first the first group, uh, part of the group, but then she came back, you know, in the final. I think that's actually more dramatic for me, if I was to think. Um, but maybe to other people, you're right, like, if, if Scarlet versus Snoot is happening in the first round, they're going to make sure to wake up for that time, whereas if it's a group stage, maybe they're going to wait a little bit longer. I actually have no idea. It's, it's hard to say yet. I also think it's debatable. <clears throat> like, I don't think you want your best, your favorite player to just get knocked out. Like, obviously, you don't want that to happen. But at the same time, it does build, like, more of a drama, more of a storyline if someone gets eliminated and has, like, a really good single elimination run, like, Brain Lord in Valencia, where he's, like, taking out everyone all the way up to the finals. Like, I don't know. But I Honestly, think, if, if that was double elimination, who knows? Marine probably would not, would not have made it to the finals again. Like, there's a lot of possibilities, right? I, I just feel as though, like, I, as if when I'm watching, I don't like seeing people who... I don't like seeing two top players hitting each other really early. Because I feel that takes... I mean, I think the earlier that can happen and one of them is definitely eliminated is worse for the tournament. Because if you got these guys falling early just because they hit each other in the brackets, whereas in a group they'd both advance to the next round or something. I think that's really kind of... That's my main gripe with it, because, you know, later in the tournament, there's still bracket luck involved. There's always bracket luck involved. But I think the more you can... Personally, I feel the more you delay that in the tournament, the more enjoyable it is for me to watch, because I wanted to see these players getting free through skill and different matchups rather than, oh, man, I got one opponent I'm really good against. Perfect. I'm through. Yeah, I agree. You know what yeah, the most fun format for me to watch was? Sure. And I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of disagreement on this. 
I thought the MLG format was the most fun. Because the MLG uh, format, for those who don't remember, it was like you had the open bracket going on, yeah. and a few players, like very few players, would qualify through that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna amend this and say I don't mean the 2014 MLG format because this also requires MLG to actually do some coverage whatsoever <laughs> of the open bracket for this to actually like work out well. But you have like interesting stories of like super strong players who didn't necessarily get invited and everything making it all the way through the bracket. And then you had the groups that, for all the players that qualified earlier on or like got invited or whatever. Um, and they would play out their groups for seeding and they would get seeded in like this enormous bracket. But like it was a very clear and concise storyline to follow of like, okay, here's the winner's like bracket. There's like four players in it or something. And they play and like, you know, because they came out very top of the groups, they're basically just going to get seeded into like the winners round of four, which is fantastic. But the losers bracket was like this very clear line of like, this player is going to have to make it through these eight players. It's almost, it almost became like a king of the hill in a weird way where you could see the players who were going to be there. But like you had to earn your spot to be further down the line on that king of the hill. And like, I don't think it was necessarily the best format for like showing who the best player was, but it was a damn fun format. So it was a it was an event. Um, and what's interesting is that the chat's talking about, I guess, another aspect that I, I didn't really notice, to be honest, but that days are shorter now in Legacy of the Void. So, like, you have, like, a four-day event where there's, like, four or five matches instead of, like, you know, a whole big yeah. MLG thing where it goes even sometimes, like, 14 hours because a loser's bracket took forever because Lily Canina was in mm. the loser's bracket, you know? Um, <laughs> so, and there's, like, there's pros and cons of that, too, right? There's the pro where it's, like, I loved going home on a Friday after school, and then at 6 p.m., MLG would start. Uh, of course, it's a terrible time for Europeans, but still. Um, and then watching it the entire weekend. But some people don't, you know? Some people like having just little snippets so they can watch and then they can leave. Uh, so there's an argument for that. But then going back again to, like, is it really... Like, viewership is obviously important. Like, they want higher viewership, but they also want to make sure that their costs at the venue and organizing this is as low as possible, too. And, like, it, it sounds to me that, like, it would be a lot more work to do MLG again because, first of all, it's an entire day. Again, like, it's a huge, huge deal. Um, they have to organize an actual open, you know, tournament to it with a, you know, everyone can play with available slots and computers. And you have to find these community casters who a lot of them are going to be going to the events, like, you know, us, um, that might not be available. Um, and, of course, you have to organize that as well to cast the open bracket. And it just sounds like a lot of work. Honestly, yeah. I don't think it's and that I, much work. But I, I think it would appear a lot more if we had stuff like that for, like, literally everything. Not only viewership, but also, like, the communities themselves. Like, it just, I think it would pay out a lot more to everyone individually if there's, so, like, an open bracket like that. I want to and, point like, out why I a lot of, uh, oh, sorry. I think more content is just—it's just better. Like, but I don't know. I but do you get more content? Because I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're streaming for 14 hours, you get more content, right? But if DreamHack wanted to, they could stream for 14 hours too and just give less of the round of 32 games to, you know, the you know the community casters, for example, on the first day, or they could save some for the second day. They could organize it so they could stream for longer. So. I don't know. I, I kind of is. I think a lot of it's sort of maybe managing. They could also not going. have two hours of downtime between games. <laughs> That's sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think it's so much better to not have downtime. Like so much better. Also, who the fuck cares? I think it's better to showcase some lower level games. Like, who wants to only see like the fucking yeah. one match every two hours? And it's like, 
you know, kind of, it's good players, sure, but like no, no new players get any breaking out experiences. Whereas in MLG, you would see a lot of new faces. Like there were a lot of new names in the, like being streamed. It was just a lot of people had insane experiences where they were in booths that they may not necessarily have, should have been in, but at the same time, who the fuck cares, right? It's a great experience for them. Who the fuck cares if it was three or for one other person? You know, like, but at least the, the matches weren't like two hours between each other. Joe, what were you going to say before we... So I was just going to say, uh, from like a tournament organizer's perspective, uh, most IEMs take place in like a Gamescom take event, type event, right? Like it's like a general convention. Uh, it's not just an IEM. So that like 300 feet of like prime floor space or whatever you need to run an open bracket actually costs like $20,000 probably. Like it's crazy. When it's an MLG, it doesn't matter because the whole event's MLG. Yeah. They have the whole arena. When you're like at a Gamescom, having that open bracket space... It's like so, like it could double like the cost of your prize pool, and I think that's why it's really unappealing for like, uh, like an uh, IEM instead of just throwing the players in a conference room where they can warm up, but you couldn't really run like an open bracket there. Yeah, but you're ta I'm talking very specific. Like this is IEM specifically. But, yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean IEM is about half our events. Like yeah, yeah even DreamHack. Like thinking back yeah, to, to Austin and where we went, like. You know, they would have had to have run it out another another level. There was actually like an entire level in the convention center that we couldn't even go into, so I don't even know what was happening over there. But um, like that would have to be like another like That's sort of if interesting. it was as big as MLG because it was, like it would have to be even bigger. At the two dream hacks I went to, there was loads of unused space in the halls they had. So was there? Yeah. Then I mean, I, don't know. I mean, it like obviously smaller. changes per per event. I don't understand. Smaller tournaments are able to do it. Like fucking Lanny TS is able to do it. And the tournament's much smaller, much less funds. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but playing ETS, that whole event is ETS. Yeah. Like, it's right. one thing when the whole event is that The whole land. event is DreamHack, too. Yeah, and DreamHack has yeah, to open so brackets like, at every event except, not the, a, no, the champion, except the championship events, and they can't because of Blizzard's rules. Yeah. Well, for whatever, right. well Montreal, I really thought was going to have an open bracket. Because um, I, I think that was a championship. But they have some anyway, sort of side yeah. or something. Apparently. Yeah, they have a bring your own computer for three grand. Okay. I don't know why those. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. those never get casted. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like one for Overwatch, so I saw. <laughs> okay, so I guess I I was kind. I was like half informed, I guess. So whatever. But, anyways, um, then yeah, DreamHack would basically be the only ones that could do something like MLG though. Um, but even then, that's I still think like it's that that would be a much longer, uh, tournament. I think yeah. it comes back to sometimes as well. Like right now, a lot of uh, a lot of the organizations are building storylines and storylines and creating stories has been something everyone's talked about more and more I think as the years have gone by and like obviously the MLG brackets create storylines but then their argument is it's very hard to follow a story through an MLG bracket where this guy's literally playing like 10 best of threes to get through the open bracket you can see it after but you don't follow each game whereas I guess with the single eliminations you get you know it's kind of pulls you back to like Apollo is doing previews of uh, the IEM matches you know, it's very easy to kind of create a storyline for each match and to show every single game. And then, you know, every single game has been shown so you can refer later in the bracket to, oh, remember back then when yeah. someone just didn't get eliminated? We saw he was on the verge of defeat, but he's still here and stuff like that. And, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, as someone who was purely a watcher back in MLG days, um, I feel like there, there was, like, there was more hype. I could watch the Evil Genius guys that... I loved watching and hearing about in in the open bracket, but then the the, the Koreans 
right, were the ones that yeah. were in that winner's bracket. And, it, and then eventually they clashed, and that was a big dramatic point that would not be able to happen uh, here in the WCS system. And even if it was allowed to happen, there's still a whole missing issue of, like, there's not, unfortunately, as, as hard as Fear Dragon tries, there's not that same group of North American hopefuls um, that have... They, they, that's really a storyline that has died down since Koreans oversaturated the market. Um, EO Genesis has two players, you know, instead of instead of seven. Yeah, Aiden Control was playing back then. is basically out of the altogether. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, we're on the up and up yeah. again, right? Like Sidestorm Gaming's actually like you know it, they're getting a name, and you want to actually pay attention to the guys that are on that team. And um, Root's been doing well. Root, there you go, Root. Team Ascension has gotten I was going to say, shout out to Team Ascension for getting their shit together. Like, they've been doing really well lately. It's on the up and up, but it's still not back where it was in 2011, where it really was like, oh my god. Yeah. We're lucky people actually invest in StarCraft without people making money, or else we'd be completely fucking fucked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) completely fucking fucked. Like, if Sidestorm went into this game, if Sidestorm went into this game, we're like, alright, we're making money off of StarCraft. We'd all be fucked. <laughs> and same with every other, every other team we invest in StarCraft would also all be fucked. So, like, Team Ascension, Sidestorm, I mean, even Flipside, like, just all these teams that are supporting players, so, like, we're fucking lucky as shit that they're here. Like, I wouldn't be in Korea right now, I probably wouldn't even be a pro game right now if it wasn't for Sidestorm Gaming. It's directly sponsoring or supporting players, even though they're not making money out of it. Like, they're literally doing it because of the, their passion for StarCraft and the fact that they want to support us in, in the scene. So, shout out to them, because a lot, of, a lot of players in North America and Europe and everywhere would just be literally out of money if they didn't have that support from teams that literally go out of their way to support players about financial recovery. So. Being a team owner is like such a thankless job right now. There's like not, there's next to nothing in it for them. Yeah, Literally next to nothing. Like, and it's so hard to. It's not an easy fucking job managing a bunch of children. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like being a tournament organizer, except you're doing it all the time. Yeah. Having to deal with children. But it's it's something that, like, I really wish was able to have some support system for teams. Just because they're the people that directly support players. I, I don't think, um, it, like, anything. Like, the team league is something sponsored by Blizzard. Something that I can give back to the teams that actually invest in the te- into StarCraft would be pretty good, like pretty decent thing to have happen. Because right now there's really nothing, except for like a player doing really well in a tournament or something. But there's like I don't know, it's just, there's no support for teams. And there's no sponsors. So like, I don't know how teams are supposed to actually recover the money. Yeah. Well, if you were Blizzard, what would you do to support teams? Um, Give them a way to like. Would... Well, I mean, you could run in if like you could like sponsor a team league or whatever. But like at the same time, you could just do what all these other companies are doing for their teams, like allowing people to like buy stuff that supports the teams and stuff that show gets shown off in game. Like you know, you know, like if my command center could fly like a size storm flag or something that people can buy for like a dollar or whatever. You know, you know, even you know, even if not a lot of people buy it, it's still some money for the teams and some support. I think that's like one of the ways that a lot of people are um I mean that's a that's that happens in a lot of other games, right? It happens in CSGO and Dota and like stickers and whatever. I don't know. I don't follow the other games as much, but it's like 
It, but, but but that's kind of like one of the big things. Like you know, just if Blizzard actually allowed us to support the teams in game a bit or something. I mean, obviously the teams can do their own bit and sell their own merch and stuff. But it's so much you know. Your team is very hard for a team to sell yeah. something that's like cheap. Like I can't go and like buy a t shirt from every single team or something. But I could buy like a one dollar flag to st stick on my command center from a couple of different teams or something just to show my support. Mm. I think that'd be a really yeah. good way yeah. to help. Even team. just interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, so. it'd be interesting. But I wonder, like, if at a certain point there'd be, because. The other thing that is so different than almost any other eSport that's happening, except for, like, I guess, fighting games, um, is that we're a 1v1 sport. So, like, for some people, like, for instance, Pult, it'd be so much better for him to have Pult-themed stickers than it would be for, what was his team? CM Storm stickers. Uh, yeah. it's, he's not on CM um, Storm anymore. Envious. Right, because it was his team. Oh, he has okay. a new team. My bad. Yeah. Anyways, it's still <laughs> Envious, even. Like, Envious is actually, like, a big name <laughs> in other esports. But, like, I, I I don't care that Pult's on Envious. Um, I care that Pult's Pult. I feel like a lot of people would say the same thing. Um, so without a team league... Yeah, that works for that bigger players, for sure. More team-centric. But... It's going to be hard to get team support as opposed to player support. You need a team league. You need a team league because I, think, I guess that's a uh, kind of forces teams to pick up players too, right? Because they need enough players to play, and you know they want to yeah. as long as they want to play as well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Be, I feel like right good. now a lot of be something fucking crazy either. Like it's just just you know fucking just something that that teams have to play in. Like right now, yeah, yeah. there were no team leagues. Like what Wardy runs a team. There's like two team leagues. I don't even remember the last time I played in Clan War. It's been a while now, but. It's just, there's not much going on for team owners for, like, their players to play in, like, as a team. Like, as a team, um, it's really cool working with your teammates and, like, getting to know them. Like, me and Pilly, the cheesiest motherfuckers for each of our race, basically, on, mm -hmm. on the same team. So, like, we're pretty good in team leagues. They're, like, best of ones and shit, but we don't really get to play them too much. I don't know. I wish there was something for, like, something to get back to the team. So, like, it's just such a hard job to have own a team. So, oh yeah, the thing I wanted to say was that right now it actually seems more appealing um, for companies to pick a single player and sponsor them than it does yeah. exactly. for a team. Which so is basically what that's basically what like Pult has with Envious and like Ting with Neeb and stuff. Yeah, and Elevate mm -hmm. with Masa. Yep. I think that makes the most sense, like as a team, because StarCraft isn't isn't like a five versus five like game. It makes the most sense to have a one versus one style, but that really doesn't get the players the support that they need if you only have one player. And it also doesn't get the teams the exposure if a player isn't like top eight. Because the way the tournament system works, your exposure is very limited to like the amount of players that are actually uh, capable of playing in the tournaments because they get invited back so many times and it's just like eight people in the qualifiers. Like eight people qualify, eight people get invited, then 16 people all together. I don't know. Right. You, you, so you bundle the players like together. It's, it's, it's hard for a player like me, basically. Because I'm not top level, but I'm also not, like, terrible. It's just... I'm in, like, the point where, like, I don't get... I wouldn't get picked up by, like, one of those huge teams because I don't have enough exposure. But at the same time, I'm investing my life into this game. Which, because I'm, I'm almost there, I really want to be there, but obviously it's not something you just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be fucking curious when I wake up, or whatever. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you have to put in a fuck ton of hours and shit. 
But Someone said something interesting in I'm, chat that there was team leagues, but like the teams didn't take them seriously, which I don't understand because yeah. my team league is this is like smaller than Clan Wars and all of this, and every single team Wait, I do talk an to all kill format. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, but but you play in my league for three months to win a portion of two thousand euros. You can play in for one night in Clan Wars and win five hundred dollars or something, or three fifty, one fifty split, like. I don't understand the the concept that teams didn't want to play in that because it's it's so, like it's 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 so much better money than my team league. It's so much more worth your time. So I don't understand how those previous team leagues didn't work. I don't know. Um, I think part well, of it could have been Total Biscuit mostly went after like super tier one teams. Did whereas, he though? Uh, you have like. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, if even, you look, like, we don't even like, have to look the... at Total Biscuit. We have to look at um, Acer Team Strike Hub. Yeah, Acer Team okay. Story Cup like, was successful. the one most consistent thing ever, and it, it's dead not because necessarily the Acer's out of Strike um, Up 2, which they are, um, <laughs> but because it was so terribly run. Like, I'm sure the admin tried their best, and I, I know they did, right? But um, you had, again, EG, right? You had EG, like, have in control, have to be, like, you know, played two times, and forfeit one game, and then the other two guys were, like, you know, 15, 30 minutes late, they barely played. Like, it, it was terrible. Actually, this I mean, is it might be better now. Like, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this too, but our team also has problems with like finding people at specific times. It's kind of sucks. Like, we have full-time players. There's a lot of full-time players, but not like a full team worth of them. And there's a lot of. It's just hard to find like a pro team roster of like five people or four people. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like I was playing in every single clan war because they didn't have anyone and I didn't want to say no. So, like, every single clan war I was asked, I would be in it. And yeah. I was, like, one of it's three actually... or four people to show up. But it was me and Pili Pili were always there. And then, like, the other people were full time. So it was like, fuck, well, we're going to kind of patch together with who we, who we have. But it's quite hard sometimes. It's... That's one of the problems. Like, if Blizzard really did want to run something, right? And we've talked. I've talked about this before. I don't think it could ever be ever happen because, first of all, the money would be extreme because I think they would need to have offline events, and there might be some like you know, this and that offline and off online, blah blah blah. But like, if it's only going to be online, but Blizzard sponsors it for like even something extraordinary, like fifty thousand dollars. You're going to have to find people to run it consistently, which is going to be difficult. Or do you might have a new job. Who knows? Uh, um, and you're going to have teams do the same exact shit because when it comes down what? to it, two, three players are going to be off at IAM Shanghai for multiple if teams. if Blizzard was, like, investing directly into, like, a team league and, like, people were actually having, like, compensation for playing and stuff like this, there would be less, like, people not being able to show up for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of, like, a tournament at that point. It's more important. Not... This is all theory because obviously we don't have so anything like this. Let me if let I me had ask like you a something. direct salary, like LCS style, mm -hmm. like direct salary to play in a team league, I wouldn't miss my fucking matches. I don't think <laughs> most people would. But then again, I just don't be stuck, so fuck me, right? I, so, it's just like, I don't know. Gun for your dragon. Shellcraft Clan Wars paid out per match, not just per mm -hmm. like the entire event, it paid out per match. I really was blown away that like Play, like the, it, I don't even know if like many teams did this, but like just split up the money amongst the people who like play or something like that. Like that is your incentive. Hey, you want to win money? Like show up and like win. Like you don't even have to do it. Say like right. I don't even know. Like that. that, that works, but that's but that's that's what I mean. Like there's not enough finances right now. Yeah, so I mean, like, for example, if I play Morty's Clan War and I, and they pay me fifty bucks for winning a match, well, fuck, that's like 
a quarter of the whole fucking prize pool. You know what so I mean? So here's, like, <laughs> yeah. So here's the match. flip side, right? Like, imagine like all of this happens, and like you're you're partially salaried to play in team leagues, and the prize pool is really great. We might have the same problem that Korea now has. Korea has this great infrastructure for team leagues, and that's fucking fantastic. But that means that they can't play in anything else because they literally focus on teams all the time. Like it, it's a it's um it's like an honor thing for them. Honor's the right word I'm looking for. But you know what I mean. It's a prestige thing. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a prestige thing for them, and it's it's you know they're contractually bound to it, and it's like a it's like a friend thing too because they want to help their teammates <laughs> practice for GSL. Like it's really hard to get them. And if you put too much priority on team leagues, and suddenly. Yeah, actually, the, the, the smaller tournaments, even some of the bigger tournaments, um, might hurt because of it. Korea would be completely fucked <laughs> if we didn't have a pro league. I'm not going to lie. Right. Like, completely fucked. If they didn't have like, a pro league? If we didn't have pro league here, we would, they, they would just be, there would literally be nothing. So, like, there's so few events. Yeah, it is really, it's really sad. It's actually, it's actually really sad. I'm going to tell some stories about how I spent two months, or three months in MVP. And we, I played in the GSL, SSL, and I was with them for a lot of their pro league matches. And it was actually quite depressing. Like, you know, it's the state where, like, it would be like, everyone's in the house. Everyone's practicing. 12 hours a day, practice, practice, practice. Um, GSL qualifiers happen. And some people don't do so well, like Marine or Marine King, and then they just retire because there's literally nothing else for them to play in now for the entire rest of the season. There's nothing. So they just retire because there's the fuck are they going to do for the next six months? And the, the whole house activity just dies and everyone goes home. I was like one of three people still there after GSL and SSL because there was literally nothing for them to play in. So they all went home for vacation and stuff, which is kind of sad because I don't think any foreigners do that where they're just like, oh, well, I don't have to play in anything. So I'm going home and not, yeah. not playing in anything or practicing at all. Because we have so many qualifiers, and so many different things. But there's so many online Korean clubs as well, right? Mm. So like yeah, there's the like whole... plenty of things to plan. But there's there's okay. more and more stuff to play in Korea now as well. Like there's Leifang cups, there's Doyu cups, there's Lemonade. I wouldn't say online cups are really the same thing though. For yeah, Koreans, sure, but I mean, it's really not the same. I mean, I think but I don't think anyone's same... going to disagree that only having two seasons of GSL and SSL is a bad what's thing. What's the point of them practicing for like twelve hours a day for an online cup? Like yeah, yeah, yeah no, obviously. I, I think we will agree. Like, so, like, the whole it's... house... Like, I don't think teams are supposed to have vacations like they do right now. So, like, there there are times where everyone just doesn't have to do anything for, like, a week. Because there's nothing for, like, a month coming up. So, like, they, they start to come back after, like, a week or two weeks. Right? So, like, two weeks, I would just be the only one playing, and everyone else is just gone. Like, some people don't give a fuck about that shit. Gumiho just plays all day every day. He doesn't give a shit if there's vacation or not. But there were just people playing Overwatch and shit. Like, it was just, like, very sad because I know they want to play in things, but they just they just can't. It's, it's very sad. I don't know. It was very depressing seeing that, like, the, the, the lack of motivation immediately after GSL and SSL. And, like, all the people just retiring and not coming back to the team house because they'd rather spend their time with their family than practice for nothing. I don't know. All right. Well, I think what we can take from this is that there's a thousand different issues. <laughs> I mean, there's never. I don't think there's ever going to be a clear conclusion. But it's quite interesting to hear everyone talking about it. But um, 
so Ravi just linked. There's literally just been a community feedback, which is um, somewhat interesting. They sort of talk about uh, patching quickly or slowly. Um, I haven't really been able to read it properly, but maybe worth talking about for a couple of minutes before we go and talk about IEM near Star League and wrap up for the day. Um, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on whether they should patch fast or slow? Because obviously there's this kind of... It's been talked about a little bit lately where people are like, well, you should patch quickly because this thing's clearly broken. Then other people are like, well, maybe you should just wait to see how people start dealing with it and let the meta game evolve uh, and stuff. <laughs> go on, like go on, no Jake, you're laughing. Like, if the patch sucks dick, then everyone's going to complain. If the patch is like... It, it's just everyone's complaining either way. It takes too slow, it takes too long, they're going to complain. If it's, not, if it's really fast but not like well tested it's good it's also not good like honestly think and also before tournaments some of these patches really suck like i think the frequency one of the, of one of the worst actually... sorry go ahead one of the worst was dreamhack where they just switched the map oh uh, the maps right We've talked about that last that episode. It's, well, let's just not go into right, it because it's, it's really, it's really just stupid. Um, the frequency of the patches is probably at its best point. I think I see a lot more okay with the timings of patches, like thumbs up on like Reddit and stuff like that, than any time else. And of people I've talked to, um, it seems to be like, yeah, the frequency of how they're looking at the game seems to be fine. It's the content of the patches <laughs> that exactly. is questionable. I agree. I think the patches are, time-wise, are actually pretty good. And they also like to time them well, where, like, they're not right before events. Like, they actually are quite, they actually don't do that. But the, the patches themselves can be really weird sometimes, where they don't actually benefit, or they benefit, like, you for the wrong reasons and shit. I don't know. It's just, like, I do think, um, I do think the queen buff is actually quite important. But, like, yeah, Damn. I don't know. I think the, the more interesting thing to talk about when it comes to balance patches is uh, like the second part of this this update, right? They go on to talk about the examples of when they patch too slowly and when they patch too fast, and then they go on to pro feedback. And every single time they mention pro feedback, it's it's Kespa. And I'm like Okay, and <laughs> and and North Americans and Europeans, right? Like that you're also pinging them, right? And like I don't know. I even going to the summit, I still don't have a clear answer on if they do or not. And I know they've they've made a mention at one point, like, no, we don't just listen to Kes, but trust us, guys. But it really feels like they just do, or they give a lot more credit. I don't know, to of, any, I don't know of any North American or European people that actually give. Like, right, right. So they said I, they did, ask, and then are there? And do then, you like, know any came out saying they don't. Do you know anyone that like has actively tried to though? What do you mean? I think well, like okay, matter, I'm just gonna say like, like no, because yeah, say what you will about Kespa, but they have like their shit together in terms of like no, talking no, no, to no, Blizzard. No, 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 hold on, no, 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 no. Blizzard's establishes a connection with these players, and they say they have actually said in the past that they ping, they talk to North American European players. That's them talking to them, not the other way around. So yeah, we okay, can't fine. You can try, you can try and blame the players, but I think that's bullshit. I really there's do. no like, there's no it, real way for players to like output that kind of input like they, the guy I don't have David Kim on Skype or I'm just gonna shit. say people like, who David, went to the summit the fuck is have this like shit, a, Pam? people who went to the, like the summit and there were players there like they have the they have the context they have like the yeah it's not just the context isn't like it, they have a direct feed line to communicate with it's you very different no one's gonna go it's very different to go to Kespa and say guys here are the issues that we're looking at right now. 
what are your opinions on this? And then Kespa comes back and says this, 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 and this. It's very different than having an open communication with no regret, and no regret has a bad latter day, and he's like, look, tanks fucking suck. Okay, tanks are the fucking worst, all right? Like, this is fucking. bullshit. And they're like, well, you might be right, but that wasn't what we are paying attention to, so, like, come back later. Like, that's totally different scenarios. And yes, does it help that Kespa is this giant, like, feed-in from the Korean mindset that might not even actually represent some other Koreans' mindsets? Yes, it helps for Blizzard to communicate with them, but that's still, like still have this huge portion that needs to be communicated to better from Blizzard. If Blizzard's giving this priority to this region, they should give the same priority to other regions. Yeah, I also feel with the segregation mm. of Korea and, and Europe and North America, like the, the segregation actually like really affects the fact that like we're talking to Korea specifically for like patches. Yeah. When the Koreans play like, completely different from the Europeans. Like not even yeah. close. Like it's not it's even not even close at all. So like the patches that affect Korea could literally not affect Europe at all and it just doesn't yeah. make any sense like I don't know everything about it yeah, and like I, when you buff feels, queens I'm, like I'm... buffing queens like that really affects both Zerg and like Protoss and Terran and it's just like a totally different thing when you're not talking to Europe and North America I don't know like, just... say what you will about David Kim or like the way he balances and all that other stuff but like the one thing I can definitely say, like, I have always felt about the way he picks his balance patches, is that it, I feel like David Kim never blindly listens to anyone's advice. He always is, like, listening to whatever someone says, and then he evaluates whether he feels like it's true or not. Like, I, I can't think of any time that I feel like David Kim has just been like, oh, well, you know, innovation told me this, so I guess it must be true, like, let's yeah. change it. I can I definitely agree with that. David Kim's actually a pretty like well reasoned guy and like very level headed and that's that's great. But I think that there is for him and it's being confirmed in the chat right now, there is so much less hate from the general population to be like a Korean said this, so I think it's I, I agree with it. Then if he had said no regret said this and I agree with this, right? Like there no one's gonna be like you listen to innovation, but not no regret? Like yeah. what are you doing, David Kim? So I don't think it's it, it could be like something that's subconscious for David Kim as it's subconscious in many of us to be like the Koreans are probably going to know what they're talking about. But again, I think that this especially in this they year really is such a difference. Anything. Like they don't lose anything by talking to the Europeans and North Americans. It's just there's no connection from us to Blizzard at all. Like as far yeah, as I know. All... And I've talked to like yeah. almost everyone at the scene and no one's like, Oh, I have direct contact with David Kim. Like Sasha talked about it a little bit. She's like, oh, I, I messaged David Kim about the fucking Liberator shit on Dusk, and he said he's going to fix it. I was like, wow, like, good shit. Because she just, like, balance lines all day, every day about everything. <laughs> but she's, like, the one person I know who's talking to David Kim, like, on Skype and Facebook, like, pinging him and shit, like, oh, fix this shit right now. But no one else does. Yeah, that that's, like, the yeah. first and foremost problem. Like, if, if you know, we have all these people, because... There was that time on Twitter where, like, all these Europeans were like, no, we're not being contacted. I don't know what's, what, what, who they're talking to. If they're saying, yes, okay. you're being talked to, but our opinion still isn't, you know, being weighed as heavily, then that's, you know, that's, like, the first step to another discussion. Okay, P people, I, 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 this always, like, annoyed me when people refer to, like, that whole instance where, like, everyone was like, well, nobody said that, I, like, I wasn't being talked to and everything, like, 
it was it was like everyone saying like raise your hand if you're not here right like that's what you're trying to figure out who he's talking to and you're only getting people saying like no they didn't talk to me and you can't really make that assumption like okay, i will actually say like if i were if i were a player and i were talking right, to david right, Kimmel, right, 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 i would not want to i would not want to be vocal about it because and i feel like this everyone like, knows no, at this point you like, have to be this is beyond the point of like this is a little about, game like, the top 16 in north america and europe like there's 32 people possibly like we're not looking at a million people there's no one who actually has any contact with Blizzard when it comes to North America and Europe. Like, the only thing I know about is the summits, and the summits, I honestly don't think they talk about balance too much. I have no clue because I'm not there, so anything I say doesn't affect an NDA. Okay? <laughs> but from what I know, actually, I don't know, maybe they, the reason why they fly the Kessel players out is for balance discussions, but I honestly have no idea. Um, that could be the one thing where the, the North Americans and Europeans talk, but at the same time, I don't think so. It, it doesn't. Just... All right. <laughs> so, oh. so, so we we like the patches. We like the patching good. I mean, it's a bit of a crappy community <laughs> feedback. I like it. Literally, just says, "Yo, yeah, we, we feel like as though we're doing the right guy. thing." It's it's like one of these things. Like, hey guys, trust us. So. Well, no, no, that's, yeah, that's not fair at all. That's not fair. <laughs> no, hold on. Rumble's sticking up for Blizzard. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The only the entire point of the community feedbacks, and they've made this super clear, is that they want to, like David Kim said, like, hey, there are like random topics I would love to talk about that involve like the thought process and everything that we go through. And this is like, yeah, sure. said, like, would people be interested in that? And everyone said a resounding yes. And now he's doing that, and now we're complaining that he's doing I, I, I'm not complaining. Okay, let me let me let me let me rephrase myself. What I what I mean is that this 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 community feedback <laughs> this community feedback doesn't add much to the pot. It just sort of I mean we know that they've yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't create anything, Ravi like, new. Really. Everyone knew what you mean. Fear Dragon to the speech, but... <laughs> Come on, Ravi. Hi. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Um, my last... My, I want to say one last thing, though. Sure. If I'm... If we're wrong about this, that the, there are, like, a bunch of, like, top 32 players being contacted, that's fucking fantastic. I would love to learn that. Okay, go. Yeah, I think so, too, but I don't... I don't think it's true. I mean, I'm contact with a lot of people from the scene, and no one fucking so, says that. I want to. I want to make something clear. Like my standpoint, I I totally agree. And like I actually, I actually am doubtful that like many players are being contacted, if any. And like I think that Blizzard should be contacting you guys. But I'm saying like, let's move past the fact that there is an issue and think about like solving it. Why don't players actively try and reach out to like talk with them? And I understand like yes, Zombie Girl the whole point. It's super like, bad. No regret has a bad players. day on the ladder. Yeah. But like if players or, reach out. This is. Why don't, okay, why don't so, teams reach out? Why aren't teams doing like the same? This is why Scarlet gets That's fucking removed by David Kim on Skype, okay? You don't just go out of your way <laughs> to complain about shit. This doesn't, it doesn't work. No, There's I'm... a lot of people who do that. Like, Huck, Huck would contact David Kim too and be like, yo, dog, your depths aren't strong enough. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Like, you, when you go, when you contact someone and without like, being contacted first, I don't know, it's just a lot less merit when it comes to your so Would you say that having a talk show where you talked about balance with a bunch of players would be really helpful because then, <laughs> since we know Blizzard watches those, that would be, that would be really shit. cool, right? Because I'm pretty sure since they watch them, then David Kim would hear all the opinions of all these pro players, right? Wouldn't Dude, that be you, awesome? Have you ever sat in a fucking StarCraft convention? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the worst. It's literally the worst thing ever. 
people throwing out their opinions left and right. Okay. And there, there are clashing, and then there's the memesters. You gotta watch for the memesters. Like I don't know, maybe maybe that's why they ping the Koreans because Koreans don't have memesters. You know, maybe that's Ping why. Penguins are Korean meme. Yeah, yeah, you gotta deal with the memesters in North America and Europe. All right, let's move on because otherwise we're gonna go around in circles forever. Yeah, about this. I want to go to sleep. It's almost three in the morning. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's talk about the Chinese events in Pro League, and I think we'll. Call it that also. So let's go into uh, IEM Shanghai. Let me update this thing that says uh, upcoming events or something. Like that. I'm making Pro my goal production. when we talk about Pro League to go back all the way to the team like stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thank Rami. God. Can you not, please? Okay, um, IEM <laughs> is obviously already underway. Um, we have one semi. This is kind of weird. We have one semi finalist already decided, and the rest of the quarters and the yeah. semis play. Tonight and then the finals is tomorrow. Have I got that? I can't. This yeah, this this is the third day that's coming up, right? So we've got the rest of the quarters and the semis today, and then the day after it's is the finals and, and the pro league finals. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch yeah. any IEM. It's been like I think oh, I, I, I the players are oh. like out there right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh. There's so, so many people in China right now in Shanghai, yeah. specifically. That's it's, why uh, Valdez is yep. uh, casting Shanghai, I think, because like he's there for Pro League anyways. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, Because mm. the, the, the ESL is not casting Pro League. Spoke TV is doing it, just with ESL production, I guess. Yeah. Spoke TV. Alright, so, I mean, let's just quickly talk Showtime in the semifinals, taking down Ayasonu and Masa. I don't think that's too surprising. Masa that's... played quite well. I, I didn't get to see the games, series? I won't lie. But... Masa played sick. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was and a free two. Masa so. did really well against Showtime in Home Story Cup, too. I'm really, like, happy with his, his EVP, or TVP in particular. Like, Showtime is, like, a fucking beast when it comes to PVT, and even some people would consider Protoss slightly stronger than Terran in the current meta, but fuck, man. Those games are really sick. Like, all bit of those a, games are sick. Bit of a rivalry starting up. But still, I'd say Showtime okay. probably... I, I mean, Showtime nice is supposed to be a fight, but... overwhelming favorite, right? Yeah. Like, Showtime is one of the best yeah. foreigners out of everyone. Sure. And Masa is not considered one of the best foreigners by, out of everyone. Like, maybe one of the best North Americans, but definitely not one of the best foreigners. And he always seems to do really well against Showtime, which is mm-hmm. good. All right. Move on down. We got the classic rivalry of 2016. Neeb, <laughs> Hyder in the quarters. They move through 3-0 yeah. against Tudming, Ender in the round of 16. <laughs> Can someone explain to me why these guys just meet every single tournament? I can't actually think well, the last time they didn't winning, play each other. You will eventually hit... Literally it's always in the round of eight, it seems. I know it was in the finals at Austin and whatever, mm. but it's like... They always... It just always happens, though. Yeah, like, it seems like the earlier in the bracket, the more Neeb wins, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think that's there's a reason for that, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. And that would be completely because of the experience... The lack of experience. We literally had this discussion enough. like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Neve's just not good enough to win a best of seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said no one ever. Run, runs out of Protoss builds, man. Feels bad. Okay, let's <laughs> let's let's do some predictions then. Ravi, I want to hear your prediction for Neeb Hydra's score. Go. Uh, Neeb three two. Oh, okay, okay. Jake. Neeb three one. Joe. Uh, Neep 3-1. Zombie group. 
trying to be extreme. I think it's going three zero either way, depending on if Neve's on a good day. Wow. Or not. All right. Wow. I I'm gonna go against. What up? I'm gonna go against the the rest of you and say Hydra's gonna win three two. I believe this time. I just believe this time. I feel like, I feel like the biggest thing in my mind, and like Zombie River kind of touched upon this, is like I think that Neve and I, I'm like speculating here. I don't really know if this is true, and I've heard other people talk about this. I think that Neve may just be like overhyped, not in the sense that like people are saying he's better than he is, but like everyone constantly saying like literal god Neve, savior of the entire foreign scene, he's gonna beat all the Koreans come BlizzCon, like that's a lot of pressure. That's like that's not a fun place to be. Yeah. And you can very, very easily tell, like if you ever talk with him or whatever, or even like you hear him in an interview, he does not really enjoy people constantly referring to him like that. He even made that tweet the other day where he was like, guys, like I, I'm I'm not like playing terribly like i played well it's just like i'm not i'm not as good as everyone keeps talking about and we already sort of talked about his tweet a little bit i think it was just before you came on we talked about the exact same thing like uh the valencia discussion because like we just said like he can tilt a little bit all right um moving on down to continue covering this uh, bracket, we got Euphemal versus Elaser. Euphemal Frio Snoot, last pin replacement. That's pretty. <laughs> I I genuinely think that's pretty sick because Euphemal like like it sucks for Snoot, but Euphemal flew in like the night before, like sixteen hours. He doesn't have like the two extra days everyone else had, and he played like the first match of the day as well, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's pretty brutal to like, go from a sixteen hour flight, get to your hotel. You were stranded in the lobby as well, apparently for ages. I don't know if it's mad as fuck for Snoot. Like oh, yeah, yeah, I'd obviously. Be so mad. But three oh, he lost to three Rex Reaper twice. Did he really? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I haven't seen any of the games. Three, so three Rex Reaper, and the set, third game was a proxy three Rex Reaper. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> that's do it. that's some real talent, man. Tearing it up. And like Snoop was even up in game number two, like he was just straight up ahead. But U Thermal took some seriously sick engagements in like that second game and came back. Like, he, he actually played, like, I'd say the second game, like, he really earned that victory. So tired. Alright. It's okay, Jake. Jake, what do you think about Puck losing to Elazer? In the morning. Honestly, but I think it's too unexpected. Like, I yeah. think Puck's pretty good, but um, after seeing his games versus uh, Stefano, I felt he was kind of shaky in this matchup in particular, so I'm not too surprised that Elazer won, but... Yeah, I thought it might have been a little bit closer, like more like a three-two, like really close game kind of thing. But yeah, Alexa looked pretty dominant, honestly. All right. I'm not sure who I would give the edge to in Alexa versus Dremel, though. I think it can go any which way. I think it's a very even matchup. Yeah. All right. We'll just move straight on to Violet and Ocho. Um No real surprise, I don't think. Uh, Cyan. Well, you don't want to talk about Violet versus Haas. Well, I was, I, was just, I was just about to say, like, Haas, Haas takes a map, Sion takes a map. You don't want to talk about Haas trying to five pylon wall in King Sejong Station's ramp? And it only works. I don't fucking know what he was thinking. Like, as a dirt player, that's not even that fucking bad to lose your nap. Like, it fucking sucks, but what the fuck is that? That's, like, the biggest commitment ever, and you just drop on your face or something. Like, well, this is not part of the floor. If you saw game number one, the problem is after you lose your natural, he follows up with triple Stargate and makes like 12 <laughs> oracles and kills so you. So dumb. Yeah, but game one, there was a huge investment in defense and it didn't really pay off and he lost a lot and it's just, it was totally different. 
Like, I wasn't just losing a natural from five pylons in one cannon. It was a lot more than that. But we saw, like, the other games. I don't even think Violet's defense was good in any of those games, but still defended it, like, all three games or whatever. after the fucking first counter. So, no, I, I lost count of how many counters as it was after the first one. But, yeah, after the first one, I still felt he wasn't holding it great, but he still held, you know. Like, that Frozen Temple game was very sloppy defense, but he defended it still, right? Yeah. You guys, yeah. I'm actually sort of I'm I this Cyan guy. He's been playing really well lately. He's been qualifying to like Do you lots mean of these events. Cyan, Cyan, yeah, Cyan, Cyan is a badass. Cyan? Is it really Cyan? Cyan's pretty cool. Is it really? No, Cyan? Cyan. Oh, is that just how you like, like to say? Valdez and Todd kept calling oh, him Cyan. Oh really? Everybody. Yeah, it, uh, it I, sounded like I, it yeah. sounded like he was saying the old community manager's name, like Cyan. We like actually Cyan? played. Me and Sasha played him a lot on um, in like. Doing a cup and stuff. He, he's actually been really good. Also, yeah. Matter, he's, he's been really good. He he just yeah, qualified like he, for um, he just qualified for Mexico actually. I think he's better than most of the Chinese. Like you know, like the Chinese are, are always like the ones that are kind of talked up. I think he's better than them by a lot. So we'll Scarlet probably see saying, him qualify for Scarlett was saying like she thought that he was actually better than or like was uh, had like a really good chance of beating Nurcio. She was actually saying like before the match like. Yeah, I think that he might like end up beating Nurcio, but it's like this, you know, like the problem that foreigners always had, where it's like, oh, I'm facing off versus a Korean, like I'm probably yeah. gonna lose, <laughs> and then you just like, and then because of that mentality, you end up like doing worse. Scarlett was saying that like a right. lot of the Chinese and Taiwanese players feel that way playing even against like foreigners or like Koreans, so Aww. she felt like he didn't really play his best. Right, I agree with that. And then, and then there's another experience thing that many times. I actually made it to the, you know, an offline event. It's, it, it'll take some, some time before he takes out someone who's as consistent as their show, in my opinion. Yeah, Cyan's been doing really well, like, within the Chinese domestic scene, like, the GPL and those internal tournaments. Like, he's been really shredding it. Um, but it can, it's always hard to tell when you're dealing with, like, an isolated scene, whether that's due to a fall-off in skill of the other players, or, like, his skill, like, skyrocketing, you know? Yeah. I agree. Kind of sucks. Yeah, Kevin, nobody nobody really cut this mate. What? Go on, Ravi. No regrets just being a. Oh. No regrets literally being the pain of this show. He's the reason. <laughs> I mean, he's basically. He'd be 50% less hey. of a pain if he wasn't a robot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't believe you're robots. <sighs> Delayed all the time in his comebacks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Violet Nurture. Um. I think Nurture wins. I think Violet's not really been Violet this year. I think it's been a long time since we've been Violet, seen Violet be like at the proper top of his game. But anyone feeling any different? Anyone feels like Violet can take off Nurture? Or no. I think he can take a game off of Nurture, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm, sure. I actually would say three zero for Nurture. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty one sided. Yeah, too. I think so too. <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, before we leave Shanghai, let's. Uh, I want everyone to pick one player they think is going to win. I'm going to say Nurture is going to take two tournaments in a row. Ravi, what do you think? Ooh. Come back died? to me in a second. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm looking okay. for this bracket. Wow, okay. just go with your gut, man. No Come on. You know what my gut is, but I'm trying to find a real winner, answer. The winner of the other best of five, like the winner of not Nurture's best of five, but. 
The winner okay. of Neep Hydra. Oh, you mean just Neep the winner of the... Time. Okay, the winner of the top side of the bracket. I'm just I, gonna assume it's Neep. I don't know, I don't think Neep yeah, can beat Showtime. Good. Showtime's got, like, insane PvP. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Uh, they're pretty back and forth like... in the Yord Civil War thing. Yeah. So. We'll see. That's my opinion. I think, I think Showtime should be able to beat Nick Show in the finals, too. Okay. Neep, too. Yeah, I agree. So. I think that. Yeah. Joe, I think Uthermal is going to make it to the finals. Yeah. That's 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 my that's my crazy prediction of the day. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I will owe you a can of soda if I meet you. If that happens. <laughs> I'll owe you more than a can of soda if that happens. I love I love Mark. But yeah, I think the winner. I think the winner is the winner of that top bracket. Showtime versus whoever. So you're basically picking three players. I mean, that's the no, slight actually, I, think, I think we're really saying Neeb is gonna win. Okay. All right. Trying not to put pressure on him. It was a roundabout way to say Neeb's gonna win. So I hope he wins because I want a trophy for our fridge. For our fridge. Your fridge. <laughs> Isn't like yeah. the IM trophy actually pretty big? Well, oh. our fridge is gonna be like you know when when your parents like stick something on the fridge for like a magnet like oh you don't oh here you go. The fridge is going to be our trophy oh. rack. Okay. I thought you were saying you were going to put it in the fridge. Yeah, you could put it in the fridge. I was like, do you not have a shelf? No, I don't <laughs> think they do. <laughs> okay. Right. Did we get... Did you just pick a player, Fear Dragon? No, I... So I was actually Are you going to free? say, like... I, th I think that Neeb is gonna do a relative I think he's gonna like barely edge a win out on against Hydra. I think he's actually gonna lose versus Showtime. Or he's gonna lose in the finals. I think that Euthermal or Nurtio is gonna win, and I've been trying to figure out who I think is gonna win there. I think I think it might actually be Euthermal. Okay. Wow. Some Euthermal love. Alright, obviously you I am Shanghai. Euthermal's gonna win the tournament? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back this fucking bus up. <laughs> Robbie. You hey. think Euthermal versus Showtime? Euthermal's gonna win the, the whole thing, the whole tournament. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think that Euthermal will probably lose to Showtime, but I think Euthermal <laughs> would beat Neeb. I think if Showtime makes it, it's pretty much guaranteed that Showtime wins. And the only reason why Neeb might not make it is because of his own mental state. That's that's what I'm process. talking about. Like, I don't think Neeb's gonna lose because like he's a worse player. I think I think he's gonna lose because. He's a less experienced player, and like he's, and I still feel like right now more than ever he's like dealing with mental blocks or whatever. The same thing, though. Youth thermal tilts off the face of the earth too. So like, if you yeah, thermal plays, you can also tilt. So I don't thermal know. I still think I appears and he just plays the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I still. I'm making a dark horse prediction. Thing. Okay, I believe in you thermal. All right, all right, I'll All right. Also, I am Shanghai is the Pro League Finals. KT versus Jinna. First matchup there is Stats versus Cure. I, I'm a KT fanboy. So. Jinna! SKT is best KT, so therefore Jinna is better than KT. Yes. But I mean, SKT didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> But Janair's there too. Dude, do you know how sad MVP was when they when the finals of the fucking clan war relied on Curious versus Lenox? Holy fucking shit. 
everyone in the MVP house was losing their minds because that, that determined whether they were top four or not. And it was like the most volatile, volatile DBZ for an ace match ever. We were all losing their shit. And then, like, I was the only Zerg player there, so, like, ten of them were speaking to me in, like, broken English. Like, oh, who's winning? Who's winning right now? Because it's 13-12 versus hatch first. That was, like, a drone scout hatch first. So they were, like, all losing their shit. And then, like, oh, my God, it's crazy as fuck. It was like, a really crazy so round of Pro League in general. That was so crazy. Like, that CDC as, like, a, the decider. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Oh, what the fuck? KT was thinking sending Lena <laughs> as their ace. Oh my God. I just, I, I genuinely just always underestimate Jinnah. Like, I don't know why. I just, I just always forget that they've actually got a really sick team, like QF Rogue, SOS Maru. Mm. It's a really sick lineup. I think green's just an unintimidating color. <laughs> <laughs> the color choice. I don't know, that MVP logo is really not scary. Yeah. The MVP logo Whoa. is very, um... I feel like the MVP logo, though, I've seen it long enough. I still, I like, it looks professional. It looks like we got our shit together. But Maybe I mean, because it, it has been around for so long that I underestimate it. I mean, they went through some bad times. They changed their, um, jerseys very recently. Like, they're now black jerseys. Like, literally, I saw them when I was leaving for this house. That they had new jerseys. Great I'm gonna say the Jinair jerseys look a lot better than the CJ yellow, okay, of any type. I like the they're Samsung cool. jerseys. They're like, they're like cool. I don't know, they're they're weird but cool. Jinair definitely. What's weird about the Samsung yeah, jerseys? Like, yeah, I like the ties, the skinny ties yeah. that are like screen printed yeah, like on. Yeah, the tie shirt <laughs> and the and the jacket they have are all pretty baller. They were like the only shirt they, they didn't have at Trinheck Austin, and I really wanted one. Right? Uh, like, they I got a really kitty like, throwback. But pro league shirts you know you have skt with like the martial arts jerseys or whatever that boxer had like 2005 or like just straight up space suits like 2003 oh my god dude that <laughs> helmets and shit they made him wear <laughs> fog effects in the background uh, they're playing on like legends of the lost temple like thrones <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay, oh. okay kt jenna just, just, Are we done yet? Is it in the air? I mean, what what do you think, Jake? Katie or Jenna? It's in the gin air. Get wrecked. Both teams are insanely good. I, I don't know. It's just, I, can't, I couldn't predict either one. They're just both by far the, the most dominant teams, right? So, fuck those. As long as yeah, Lee Knock is Katie's ace, I guess yeah, it's all kill. Fuck. <laughs> It makes it a lot more volatile. Like, I think the first win is way more important now. I think anyone can win, really. I think Stats should still win the, the first match. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Stats wins, I think... I think Stats wins, and I think KT just win overall. With the advantage of being 1-0 up initially. But you, uh, yeah, you sent Baru out after Cure, KT right? Because you know exactly what Stats is going to do in PvT. And then, like, maybe Maru Perhaps. just steamrolled because he's so Maru. Maru is, like, pretty much the ace. So if you send him over really early, you're actually at risk of having these. Is he the ace or is SOS? You get a revive and all kill, right? You get a no, revive. No, 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 no. There's no revive. Has lost a game in Pro League yet? I haven't kept keeping track. Uh, I think he lost one. I can't remember. He's definitely not undefeated. It's not low. Maru's lost his. He was thirteen and zero for a time, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was. He's he's twenty four this season, which is still pretty sick. 
<laughs> but Stats, Stats is actually at the top of the player stats with 24-6 this season, which is also Stats pretty... Is good. Stats is mean... probably one of the best players in the open bracket in so qualifier. I think they've ever seen, which is nowhere good. Lost 2-1 to Stats. How many Zerglings did you make? Proxy Hester. <laughs> <laughs> no regret. Best of three at Proxy Hester twice. <laughs> Sounds right. Wow. And that's why it should have been best of one, right? <laughs> best format has I just been. Alright. Fear Dragon, KT, Janair. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with KT just because I think the combo of stats and zester is like ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. And like TY, like that that trio is just like insane to me. Joe, uh, I'm gonna say Janair. Yes. Okay. Pretty split. I I think it can go anywhere. <laughs> KT for life, but I think this can go any which way. All right, pretty cool that's being played in China. Any thoughts about that but, being played somewhere else? Uh, I'm really excited for the English stream audio to work oh. since ESL is handling production. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. so uh. I guess like, do you know what time it's going to be on? Exactly? It's uh, when the finals end. They're just going to host Sports TV, yeah. and it's going to already be live. I don't think it's been. I think it's on the same Twitch channel. Actually, I think it's on ESL's Twitch. No, channel. it's not. It's not. Are you sure? Is I thought that's why I read in the ESL chat. Forty, if you're in yeah. the ESL chat, they talked about it. It's not going to be on Sports TV. I thought that's... And foreign casters can't keep casting it. Yeah, like, no. So I, like, Take I, TV can't cast pro. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I know, but that's why. That's why I mean. They all said to host the ESL stream because that's where it was going to be. No, no. They said host Sports TV. Really? Okay. I'm not going. I'm, I'm looking at it. Now, it, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay, people. All right, let's. Call I just mean about it. Anyways. Sit down. Anywho. Um, yeah, I guess, I've already talked about this with, like, a bunch of other people, um, like, internally, I suppose, but just, like, I was really surprised that a lot of people were that excited for it, um, and I, I, I was kind of along the lines with people that are just, like, kind of, like, what's the big deal, and people have convinced me that it's a bigger deal for what it could mean in the future to have pro league at a foreign, in a foreign country, because while China really isn't that far away, or even that different, really, for, you know, time zone, and, time of broadcast and, and whatnot yeah. and availability to get to for like fans who want to go see a pro league um it is like maybe in the future they could have like you know it at las vegas like they had the gstl that one year um and in that way i guess it's exciting but for me if it's not going to be it's still going to be on at a somewhat bad time i mean it's still going to be late at night not, like, i can't i can't go to it now, like I went to last year. The Chinese fans, though, it's really good for the Chinese fans. Like China, yeah, it's, has it's a huge great fan base in StarCraft. Yeah, like China's fan base in StarCraft is actually quite quite large, so it's it's good for them, and then it is good for like the potential of having Pro League at a, at a North American or European event in the future. I think China is really just a test to see how it goes, and it's by far the safest test too, because really it's like two hours away by plane from here, no time difference yeah. really. I think it's like one hour difference. So it just makes sense if you're going to do a foreign event for the first time, it probably is the best to just do it in China. Like, the turnout won't be bad, and it's safe for the players, so it makes sense. Do you think 
there's going to be a viewership carryover from like people who want to tune in for pro leagues and like, oh, I'll tune in a little bit earlier and watch like the finals for IEM and vice versa. People finishing watching IEM and be like, oh, yeah. oh there's pro yeah. league on. Like, oh, yeah. I guess I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always like that, though, right? I mean, if it was just like any sort of longer broadcast helps, but I think most people that are tuning in for Pro League are tuning in for like IEM finals, anyways. Surely, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe okay. that's just maybe. Like Plus the Koreans. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a large just Korean base that only watch Korean stuff. Yeah, 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 I guess that's true. That's what I was about to say. Anyone else got thoughts on it being in China? I mean, for me, it doesn't really. I mean, it actually puts out the worst time for me to watch it, so kind of sucks. But is this our last topic? Um, we're going to talk about Neo Star League, and that was going to be it. Okay. That's good. Okay, great. Okay. So, like, on a forty-five-minute discussion, right, how do they account okay. for no shows at a Chinese event? Because we're talking about team leagues, and let's go back to the <laughs> fact that team leagues have problems getting people show up. Fear Dragon, I am literally about to hang up on you. Right, we're going to very quickly talk about <laughs> Neo Star League. Who did uh, what? No one. Who did? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Right. Oh, it was Jessica. Right, right, right. Neo Star League is going to take place straight after IEM Shanghai. It starts on Monday. Um, I'm going to be producing an English restream on my stream. It's like um, oh, midday nice. European time. Yeah, they were like, they were like, you're not meant wait, to wait, stream wait, wait, wait. it. They told me that I was going to take care of it. Really? Yeah. First, they told me oh. it couldn't be anywhere because of Hi. Do You. I don't actually care. I can't do it, so that works better for me. But they asked me if I could put a stream together yesterday. Really? So you're you're putting I, it on your channel? That's awesome. They, now I they, don't have to they, do anything. They literally told me like a week ago I could do it. That's really weird. Oh, do you have the broadcast? Do you have the broadcast times then, Wardy? They start at like um, yeah, I do. Hang on. It's like um, <gasps> okay. It's like right in the middle. This of is for something even. else. But, but you can you can send me that on. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's on. The, yeah, yeah, I can send it. So yeah, um, oh. so basically it's a. <sighs> It's like a $60,000 event, for anyone that doesn't know, and it's got a mixture of foreigners, parting, and Chinese players, which is kind of interesting. Like, I don't know why parting is there, out of nowhere, like, he's not been anywhere. He for... lives there, and uh, the title sponsor is Do You, and he streams on Do You, that's why. Well, that's why, then. Alright, uh, that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. I didn't know parting lives in China. I, There's no I WCS points, right? It's just all, money. Honestly. No, it's just money, it's no WCS. But it's he's a lot of money. He's team, like, isn't he? Parting? Is he really? Oh, yeah, no, parting, parting is teamless. Oh, he was. He's teamless at the minute. Yeah. He was parting on a Taiwanese team. Taiwanese team. I think we're going to be very disappointed in Parting's level play. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I think he's going to Stefano his way to victory. He's not going to Stefano his victory. Yeah, it's going to be like Shotcraft Kings. We're going to be like, what the hell is happening? I thought Immortal Century wasn't a thing anymore. He will not do well at that tournament. He's gonna soul train his way, I believe. You can make you can try and make one. Um besides like the players that are going, am I the only one who is completely blindsided by this tournament? I mean, apparently you're contacted and Wardy's casting it, but Yeah, they announced it about a month and a half ago, and I like threw a thread up on Reddit when they announced it and it got like two upvotes for some reason. So Nailed it. Yeah, I I had no idea it was happening because Bly's there too. So I have to coordinate uh, the Ting finals. <sighs> yeah, it was. Like, um, it's like a Team Liquid thread with like one post on it as well. Like literally, no one cared about it as an event. It was yeah, really weird. Follows the Chinese scene. Like yeah, nobody sure. does it. Breaker was like the yeah, one person. True. Hey, I've yeah. been the Chinese guy since Breaker also, fell off. 
Come on. Okay, man. yes, yes. That's actually <laughs> true. Like, Nerdster Gamers and, like, formerly Esports, Esports Heaven and Heaven, stuff, yeah. like, st the stream, like, that actually did, like, coverage, but, like, I'm not gonna lie, Joe, like, not not a lot of people followed it. Yeah, no, it no, sucks. no, like, you would peak at, like, like, 800 viewers for the finals for, like, a $20,000 tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb, because... So, like, it's like uh, Jake was saying. They're, they're Chinese. They're Chinese. There's a fuck ton of Chinese viewers, though. Like, yeah. those, those events yeah. are insane amount of Chinese viewers. So, yeah, I think Twitch stream is actually completely irrelevant when it comes to those viewers, because Chinese viewers are, like, much higher number. It's like on Doi or whatever the fuck they're using. Yeah, and the Chinese well, organizers don't give a scene. fuck about English viewers. Like, they do not give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, they really and don't. The way they do all their tournaments are really weird, where, like, so it'll start at like 2 or 3 a.m. Eastern, and it'll be like two best of threes, and it's done for the night, and the tournaments tend to go for like a week and a half. Mm. Why is that, by, by the way? Um, you brought that up. Like, yeah, it, it starts from the 1st to the 7th or something. Like, uh, why is it so long? How are they, how are they spacing like, out the cast? Like, like, uh, I think it's on TV in China, and I think they like it has like a time slot, oh. and I think that's why they do it like that. It's just gonna be like a group a day, and then the there's one day without games, and then like the last two days are like round of eight, and then round and four and finals. So it's kind of weird though, but I guess it's just like if it's got a TV slot, then I guess it makes sense to like keep it within the TV slot. It, it starts it starts in like well, the Chinese like... evening time as well, so it's like it is in the evening for the China. They don't use the entire like a three hour cast, or something like that. Yeah, three four hours a day. Ow. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is the same team. If anyone watched WCS Shanghai, like the one that uh, Hearthstone won, it's the same production team. So, like, the production, everything will be on point. It's just this oh. weird, stretched out tournament. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. I mean, is it happening at something else? Well, uh, it's, so, it's a blizzard. It's a big blizzard thing. There's going to be a Hearthstone tournament there. That's the other reason uh -huh. they do it, like this. Uh, Hearthstone Heroes and StarCraft all share the same stage at this hall. And they cycle the games throughout the day, and probably Warcraft Three too. There's usually a Warcraft Three tournament. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah, I saw that. A Warcraft Three tournament. Right. All right. Well, All right. I mean, there's a mix of players. You can see the groups on the screen. We won't go for each of the groups, but I think it'll be kind of interesting to see some of the Chinese players up against the foreign players on an offline event. I think some of the Chinese players actually have a good chance to get through the groups and to play well. So, be interesting to see. How the mix turns out. Um, so yeah, if anyone else anything else to say about your Star League, feel free. Otherwise, we'll start wrapping this up. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, I'm so hungry. I mean, I would love to talk about. No, no, no! Don't even start. I'm. I, 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 right, go. go right. Let's go. Outros. No regrets. Shoutouts. Go. Follow me on Twitter at No Regret. Follow my team at Sidestorm Gaming. We fucking deserve it. I love you guys. Joe, go. Uh, you can follow me at uh, NSGJoe on Twitter, and if you go to our website, NerdStreetGamers.com, uh, we've got the replay pack from Cheezadelphia and a blog I wrote about running it. Uh, any traffic is super awesome to us. Zombie Grub, go. Follow me on Twitter at ZGGaming and on Twitch, Zombie Grub. Ravi, go unless you're, you're going to go forever. Four. <laughs> fear Dragon 64 and everything, and not Fear Dragon 69, because that's another guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't. I think it's someone trying to impersonate me. But the name sixty nine instead, but I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
Alright guys, um, this was Natural Expansion Episode 2. Thanks for watching. Hit the follow button on the stream. I don't have much else to say. Um, I'll put my social media in the chat. And I'll see you all. I'm live, I think, maybe tomorrow. I can't remember. I've got a sub-tournament to play in tomorrow if you're a sub, so you can play in that. Otherwise, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for all the guests joining us. And we'll see you guys next time. Wow, what? what? You're getting banned? Good. <laughs> Why am I not a mod? <laughs> why are you not much? You, you wonder why after all this. Guys, thanks for watching. See you next time.